Welcome to a fast conversation about the Fast and Furious franchise. I'm the host of this new series, a fast conversation about Corbin's a vocal and joining me for a bunch of fast conversations about the Fast and Furious franchise, a lot of Fs there, is my good friend Jackson Mihiron of the Rough Cut Retrospective. Jackson, are you excited to watch all these Fast and Furious movies? Ka-chow! Hell yeah, I am. I've never seen one. Uh, they look like movies, like action movies, I guess. So, obviously, like you said, you've never seen them, but they're you know billion dollar box office movies. oh yeah they're huge in popular culture like where do you where do you stand in the on the fast universe i mean i'm so familiar with it we know that they're ramping up every single time i mean whenever uh paul walker died i th- feel like that shook the world there was like that whole song that was on the radio non-stop in high school see I you think. again charlie yeah, Puth, like, Wiz Khalifa. it's hard to not know what the fast movies are but and most of all, it's about family. And I think that speaks to uh, America's values the most. You're 100% right that these movies are about family. Um, what we're going to be doing throughout mm-hmm. this series is we're going to watch a movie and then we're going to have 10 minutes to discuss it. I'm going to set oh, a timer perfect. on my phone. And when it goes off, we have to stop talking. We're going to have some categories that we'll get to throughout this episode uh, we're not going to hit them right now in the intro we are eight minutes in or we have eight minutes left in this intro so we we got to uh, hustle through this um <laughs> your cat is attacking your camera yeah. i think um that's great content for the youtube watchers um but so yeah we're going to be doing 10 minutes on each movie in the fast and furious franchise this is january 25th that we're recording this intro and we're going to be watching these over the next two months in preparation for the release of Fast 10, Fast X, Fasten Your Seatbelts, because Vin Diesel is here. Um, Are you excited to do this, to go on this journey? I don't know if I'm excited or scared. Um, Yeah, I've always wanted to get into this, and this is kind of like the perfect excuse to do so. So, yeah, I'm down. Are you like a big fan of this franchise? We'll, we'll, we'll get in more as we go through the episodes, but I think this is one that for me was a childhood movie, something that I grew up mm-hmm. with, right? The first movie came out around the same time I was born, 2000, 2001. Um, I remember going to see Fast Five in theaters with my dad. Like it's just one of, it, okay. it's very much a dad franchise, but it was just one that totally. kind of like popped up at different points throughout my childhood. Um, I've seen the most recent ones in theaters as well. Um, and I also just think they're really fun to talk about. And as you Jackson having never seen the movies and as well just you know not really having a love for these like stupid action movies yeah I think you'll be a really fun person to talk about these movies with. I'm stoked uh, I'm curious curious to hear your your intellectual thoughts about uh about the family <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a, a real in-depth uh hard breakdown of which cars go faster which stunts are cooler and uh yeah I don't know I'm, I'm super stoked so I mentioned to you last night that we're going to be watching these in release order, but not in chronological order. Are you familiar with the Fast and Furious timeline at all? Um, I don't know a whole lot. I know there's like a spinoff that I think we're covering. I, I really don't know that much about this franchise at all, to be completely honest with you. So we'll break it down. Here are all okay. the films uh, in the order in which they were released. So 2001, The Fast and Furious. And then you get Too Fast, Too Furious, a great sequel. We'll talk about all the titles as we go. Um, And then the third movie in the franchise was 
a reboot of sorts in, in a way. Okay. It was the Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. It takes place in Japan. It's got a different lead character. Um, and then that's kind of just the one-off movie. Some stuff happens, blah, blah, blah. Then in 2009, we get Fast and Furious, which okay. is the fourth movie in the franchise, but the third in the Paul Walker, Dom okay. Toretto kind of character universe um, series of events. And then you get Fast Five, which is the fifth movie, which then you get a character that was in Tokyo Drift that pops up in Fast Five. And you're kind of confused because maybe something bad happens to them in Tokyo Drift. And you're like, how is this person okay. here? Um, that's because it takes place before Tokyo Drift. Um, and then you have Fast Weird. and Furious Six. Again, that same character's there. And then you realize, oh, Tokyo Drift takes place after Fast and Furious Six in this timeline. And then it kind of <laughs> okay. ties up all the loose ends, which then leads us into Fast and Furious 7, or sorry, Furious 7 is the official title, I believe. Jeez. This is Paul Walker's last movie. Um, and we also kind of get the this that storylines kind of begin to get wrapped up that's been happening since, you know, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Um, and then we get Fate of the Furious, which is another great title. <laughs> um, and then there's a spinoff with The Rock and Jason Satham's characters, Hobbs and Shaw. Idris Elba uh -huh. shows up as the villain for that. Um, and then Fast 9, which I do believe is just called Fast 9, kind of a weak effort on their part, um, or maybe F9 more, more specifically, um, and then Fast X, and which is going to be releasing this May. Um, yeah. So I don't think the original intention was for Tokyo Drift to kind of fit into the greater movies, but it kind of is interesting how that worked out. Yeah, that's actually really wild i did not know that there's like a certain watch order you have to go about it i just assumed chronological release order was you know there's post-credit the... <laughs> scenes that happen jackson we'll be getting into the oh, whole wow. thing they... is this like pre-mcu post-credit scenes or did uh, that kind of shape the during way? the mcu okay I would say. that's cool um but yeah i'm definitely really excited i'm curious do you think there's any i mean it's obviously hard to predict but you have a perception of these movies do you think you're yeah. going to be wrong about that perception in any way? Or you, do you have any early thoughts? Here's what I think is going to happen. I think I'm going to be like, this kind of sucks. And then like halfway through, I think I'm going to be roped in. I'm going to be like, I get it now. I'm going to have a come to God. Invested moment. in the storylines. Yeah. Like I'm going to be, I'm going to shave my head to be like Vin Diesel. I think at some point, like I'm just going to be really into it. I think the best part about your, your thinking of what may happen there is that the movies peak right in the middle. So I okay, think cool. when your interest peaks is also when they're like, <laughs> it's going to just go down. They from, are. And then from, from there, there, it's kind of downhill. So, okay. Um, but I'm curious to see, you know, which movie titles you like the best, which movies you like the best. Um, what surprises you as we go through um, and maybe who you want to be in your family as we go. Wow. Um, do you have a prediction for which one will be your favorite? Um, just no. based off title alone, I, I, I guess. Uh maybe the one where paul walker is like they kind of say farewell i know like people seem to like that one is that fast seven you said furious seven yeah furious seven furious okay, seven. these names now. are ridiculous like <laughs> okay like whatever those are crazy names i think furious seven will be the one that i probably like the most but who knows uh something that's really cool about the fast and furious franchise as we'll get it into is there's a ton of actors that pop up i know one of your favorites gina carano um, oh, appears in the Fast and Furious franchise, so be on the Terror lookout on the for that star? Oh, my <laughs> in the goodness. future. Um, Charlie Theron plays a villain. Um, cool. We we get Wonder Woman herself is is here. Um, the Rock obviously plays a, a, a important role. Jason Statham, like I said, shows up. Um, you get 
the Clint Eastwood son kind of come in to Scott try and Eastwood? replace Paul Walker, but wow. that doesn't happen. Of Suicide um, Squad fame? Yeah, of Suicide wow. Squad fame. That's crazy. Anybody, uh, any actors you're most excited to kind of go in the journey with throughout? Uh, the Jason Statham, right? He's like the Shaw or the Hobbs. He's one of those guys, right? Yeah, he is Shaw and, and Hobbs yeah. would be uh, the Rock. Okay, yeah. I, I want to see Shaw. He seems cool in like a, a cool bad guy shit heel kind of way. He seems fun. Helen Mirren, I believe, plays uh, his mother. Great. Okay, more reason to, to like that. That's fun. I like that. Do you have a favorite character like going into it or? Um, the, the, I don't know his name. The character played by Tyrese Gibson is a classic. Oh, he's great too. I mean, um, he's trying to come back in like the Morbius verse stuff right now. And I feel kind of bad for him. Ludacris he's like a is great yeah. as well, uh, throughout. Um, but I mean, it's Vin, it's a Vin Diesel vehicle at the end of the day. <laughs> and, and we got to give love to Vin. I don't want to like Vin Diesel is the thing. You know, his voice acting is so great in, like, The Iron Giant and, like, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy. But, like, uh, I, I'm i afraid to like Vin Diesel as, like, him. Is that weird to say? I don't know. I mean, if you're scared, you're scared. I, I think you will appreciate his work very early on. Okay. Um, it may wane in appreciation as we go through it. Cool. Um, Just giving a couple of shout-outs here to, uh, let's see, Jamin Hansu. He makes an appearance at, at okay. one point. From, um, he's from Guardians Jarul, also, right? He's great. Yeah, Guardians. Nathan, okay. Nathalie Emmanuel, she appears later. Um, yeah, lots of lots of great actors and actresses that will be appearing. Kurt Russell is a Ooh, fun okay. little cool. uh, agent to look like out that. for. Um, but yeah, follow along as we break down these movies in the next uh, 110 minutes. There's our timer. It's been 10. Beautiful. We'll move on to The Fast and the Furious. See you next time. Welcome back to part one of a fast conversation about the fast and the furious. I'm Corbin Zavokal. And I'm Jackson Mahirin. And I've seen the Fast and Furious movies, all of them. And my good buddy Jackson here has never seen any of them. So we're yeah. doing a watch along uh, in preparation for Fast X in the next couple months. So we started with the Fast and the Furious and we're going to do exactly 10 minutes on it. Are you ready? Okay. I'm so ready. Let's go. All right, so hit me. You've watched this movie for the first time. You've never seen any of these movies. Obviously, you have a general idea of the characters, but mm -hmm. I mean, what were your initial thoughts like watching this movie? What, what surprised you? What did you like? I mean, there's a lot to unpack, I'm sure. So much of it, I actually was, I was kind of surprised at like, I, I did like a lot of this. I think a lot of the filming like captured like a lot of the raw, like just hardcore dry, street racing stuff. I thought that stuff was really cool. Um, it went into like this really weird stylistic shift at one point where it was like kind of channeling like the speed racer kind of vibes. And I, I don't know if I liked that. What did, are you a fan of that? Like weird sequence? Well, see, that's the interesting thing. Is it like at different points throughout the movie, it like decides to just have these like stylistic choices that it yeah. makes, but it doesn't keep them consistent throughout. It's super weird. So it's like one race will be. We're going to do like a weird CGI look into the engines and mm -hmm. another race. is going to like every it's shot crazy. That one works throughout. for me, by the way. I yeah. actually really enjoyed that part. The CGI? <laughs> no, not of the engines. It was fine. I don't know. I thought it was creative. 2001, before. right? Yeah, you know? totally. And 
uh, the color grading on this movie is insane um everybody looks like they've got a crazy spray tan yeah Uh, brian o'connor especially just his look is really interesting because he's got this like his eyes and but his yes piercing blue he looks like he straight up looks like if he took aquaman out of a comic book and was like all right he's gonna race cars now for some reason it's like okay cool well yeah and Um, then they bleached his hair as well which is yeah because he's super his hair is much darker throughout the rest of the series okay yeah it's very the sandy the sandy blonde um just a little bit of background on this movie it's released obviously in 2001 mm-hmm. and it's very 2000s early you know millennial totally. cult uh, turn of the millennium culture mm-hmm. um it follows brian o'connor played by paul rocker who's an undercover los angeles police officer becomes kind of enamored with this world of street racing and he meets characters like dom Toretto and his sister um that he then you know kind of falls in love with mia this movie was directed by Rob Cohen. I don't know if you're familiar with any of his other work. He did Triple X. I looked Triple it up. Triple X. So yeah, he's got a little and bit one of the Vin, mummy movies. Vin Diesel relationship. Yeah. Um, also written, it's based on a magazine article called mm-hmm. Racer X by Ken Lee. But it's also written by Gary Scott Thompson, Eric Burquist, and David Ayer, who- Oh, wow. Of uh, Suicide you know, has, Squad. Well, thing. yeah, that's the thing. He's got his lows of like Bright and Suicide Squad, but also some highs. I mean, this guy yeah. wrote Training Day. He wrote uh, uh, End of Watch. Like he's got a little bit of this LA, both street culture and police movie culture, movie making that I can appreciate yeah. at different points. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously Suicide Squad is is a major fail. Um, <laughs> getting getting back into this movie. I mean, the characters are just so outlandish. Do, do you have a favorite? They're crazy. Oh, I mean, I kind of want to root for Vin Diesel for so much of this because he's just <laughs> such a goober. Um, I was shocked by how much I liked Paul Walker as like this kind of like renegade like cop, which was also like this huge surprise. Okay, like, so yeah, I, I had no Let's idea. Talk about that. 36 minutes, 35 minutes into the movie. Yeah, they're like, by the way, he's an, he's an and you texted, FBI you were guy. like, is Brian O'Connor an undercover cop? <laughs> I was I was shocked by that um kind of a cool angle even though like i i assume he like just like he's not going to be a cop for the rest of these anymore right like is he done i don't know that that is a question that we will explore throughout yeah um no i yeah it's definitely a really cool angle have you seen the movie point break uh no but i've like seen stuff from it but like so you know 90s film starring Mm -hmm. keanu reeves directed by Catherine bigelow a lot of people called this basically a ripoff of Point Break, except Point Break is with surfers. Yeah. And this is with street culture. And it, it very much is a similar thing. It's this undercover uh, police officer kind of goes in, tries to mm-hmm. infiltrate the gang. Um, you know, maybe there's some shades of the departed. I'm not the fucking rat in there as well. Um, and maybe even some shades of Avatar, some like, you know, indoctrination Ooh. entering the world. I think Paul Walker would have killed the role of uh, jake sully what do you think about oh i actually i totally agree i think that'd be yeah i i I think that would have been way better than sam worthington totally um let's talk about the 2000s-ness of this movie yeah Uh, from the style fashion the the intro of the movie i mean the main thing they're stealing is dvd players which is i mean so goofy the panasonics yeah six million dollars worth of dvd players as well totally valueless now like <laughs> yeah it's, it's, it's actually crazy I, this movie is very interested in this idea of the culture of it the street mm-hmm. racing culture um you've you've got the different gangs you kind of have like yeah. the, the mexican crew with hector and the the asian gang uh with johnny tran and all those guys um 
but I think it does a really good job of kind of putting you into this world. It's this, you know, seedy underbelly of Los Angeles. There's some crime to it, but there's also really a lot of cool and interesting people throughout um, as well. And it, it does a good job of making you understand why uh, Brian O'Connor would kind of fall in love with this world a little bit. Yeah. And honestly, I feel like the, the underground stuff of like the street racing is the most interesting component of it. I didn't really care for the heist. Cause like, it's barely a plot point, like in this movie, like it is, but like it barely is. And I kind of like, like these rivalries between these like families who are like doing really shady stuff, but they're all about like the honor of the race. Like, I don't know something about that is like really sick. And I could have I could have completely done without the whole like undercover FBI guy like I don't know there's just something about that that feels like kind of like a weird gritty sports movie from like the early 2000s I don't know I kind of I kind of dig that angle alone yeah I mean there's not this isn't like that revolutionary to say because obviously if you give any movie to this director but if you like gave Martin Scorsese this like like, hey, take your like Goodfellas or Wolf of Wall Street or like this approach of looking at these society, even like a silence example of like, let's look at street racing. And I want to see your approach to that. Yeah. That would obviously be extremely cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a little bit more cheapy action-y, yeah. um, which, which I still think is fun. But like you said, the heist stuff is the least interesting part. Of the yeah, because the heists are kind of lame and like they're not very good at it. Like, let's be real. And I think what's really funny, too, is like the, the conflict at the end is that because he's a cop, he knows that the truck drivers are getting really mad and they're just going to sh- start shooting. Him. Right. And they just assume like, this is okay. the time. It's yeah. Happen. And it's like, uh, OK, um, the conflict is a little stretched there. Yeah. Sure. Also, I got to say, whenever I didn't recognize like half the cast in this thing, I was like, these guys aren't coming back. Like, I know a lot of these people do not. <laughs> I don't think show up for a lot of these. So we'll have to see, I guess. Um, You know, it is interesting. There's there's always the like this random person gets brought back because <laughs> like, okay. they're always fishing for people. So, cool. I mean, people come around at different times. Obviously you have a, a shocking death of Jesse at the end of this movie. That was kind of sad. Um, which which like hits that. hard for sure. Um, the dialogue throughout is definitely stilted. And that is probably one of the weaker parts, especially when you have yeah. people like Vin Diesel delivering it. Um, yeah. A quarter mile at a time. You're not a fan of that speech from, from what I understand. I think it's pretty funny. Oh my God. Wait, <laughs> I, I have think to it's talk an emotional about moment. This. I don't. Um, whenever the racing, they're street racing at the very end and they jump the train tracks. It's so <laughs> they sick. They race a and fucking then, train. Dude. And then they're looking at each other like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, this, the bike comes out of nowhere and Vin Diesel loses control and it flips and it like explodes and all sorts of crazy shit. And like this, like there's so much emotional ties to this car that he described earlier of like his dad, like died racing this car or something like that. And like, they have like this huge connection between it. And then he's like, I didn't mean to do that. And then like, he's like, don't worry. I'll give you my car. Cause I owe you one. And then it's like, that's the end of the movie. What? Like, that's insane. Yeah. I mean, that's because like at the end of the day, this is a movie about like relationships and like mm-hmm. a brotherly love between these totally. two men. And it, you know, it, it's very funny. And <laughs> I think the scene right before that, where uh, Brian calls in and he like reveals to, to yeah. dom that he's an undercover crop like that hits so hard the music stops it, it it's really well done um okay so that's how this movie ends i want to ask you the next movie too fast too furious what do you think is going to happen um i think it's going to be brian assembling the team and maybe he's getting into the heist game and he's like we got a heist we gotta do and he's like, all right. And he has to get Dom. He has to get everybody. Maybe he falls back in love with Mia. I don't know. I is, is Am I close? 
So you mentioned how you liked the culture stuff and the world yeah. building stuff more. I feel than like the it's going to go away pieces. from that. As these movies progress, we're going to head more into the action world, yeah. the crazy, extreme, unbelievable stuff, yeah. and we're going to move away from the culture. The, ne- the cool thing is about the next two movies, two and three, mm-hmm. stay in the world and the vibes you like. Okay. Okay, um, cool. I won't explain it too much, but I will say Vin Diesel, not in Too Fast, Too Furious. So what? There's a shocker for you right there. Oh, wow. Um, this is the Fast and the Furious, so we're not going to have to rank the title. It's going to be at number one right now, but- cool. uh, We'll continue to rank these as we go. Any final thoughts on uh, the Fast and the Furious? Um, I just want to say I've I'm noticing Vin Diesel is much slimmer, but still really cut in this movie. But I can't wait to just watch him put on muscle mass as these movies go on. And that's our timer. So there's been ten minutes on the Fast and Furious. <laughs> uh, on to Too Fast, Too Furious. Welcome back to part two of a fast conversation about the Fast and Furious. I'm Corbin Zavokal. And I'm Jackson Meharan. And we just watched Too Fast, Too Furious. We're going to talk about it for exactly 10 minutes. Jackson, you haven't seen the movie. You just saw it for the first time. Are you ready to do this, man? Let's do this. All right. 10 minutes on the clock. A fast conversation. Three, two, one one so by rotten tomatoes standards this is actually the worst of all the franchise okay um, it has a 36 percent on rotten tomatoes critic score 50 percent audience score um mm-hmm. i don't think it's the worst one what did you think about watching it i i enjoyed it i definitely think it's not as good as the first because there's no dom we're lacking with dom where's the vin okay? where's the we family? need a touch of the diesel in our life i know <laughs> it's it's definitely lacking. I will say the addition of Tyrese Gibson as Roman somebody. Pierce. I don't remember. Pierce. Super cool. I love this buddy cop approach in the sequel, um, but it is lacking. The story is just overall lacking and it's not as good. Yeah. So just to kind of touch on how this sequel happened, obviously the first movie grossed over $200 million worldwide. Mm -hmm. It was an original story based on a comic, based on a, or sorry, it was an original story based on a real life event, you know, real life news story, but they wanted to make a sequel because it was extremely successful. Uh, The director of this movie, John Singleton, who you might know from directing Shaft and Boys in the Hood to, you know, uh, much better movies. He, he looked, he watched the first Fast and Furious movie and he said, damn, why didn't I think of that? I grew up in South Central LA. I street raced. Um, So he had that reaction of like, you know, I want to be a part of this. So he wanted to come in and direct this movie. Uh, The screenplay was written by Michael Brandt and Derek Haas. And then, you know, based on the original characters by Gary Tomlin from the first one, they actually came up with two film treatments, one featuring Vin Diesel and one without him. And then I believe he was offered $25 million to return to which he turned down because of this like, idea that the script wasn't good enough he didn't want to just turn this into a franchise if the story wasn't right he wanted to do this right you know vin diesel he's an artist that's crazy no and that's why he wasn't in this movie and then we get the secondary treatment that has you know uh brian o'connor and roman pierce instead um to me this kind of feels like a bad michael mann movie a little bit and it just like doesn't quite 
match up with the way the tone should be. It's funny in points, but it doesn't focus on that. Um, and the ending climax is is pretty weak. I mean, they do the boat jump, which I guess you could say is... You say that's minute. weak. I don't know. I kind of liked it. I think in the scheme of Fast and Furious uh, endings, it, it's definitely one of the weaker ones. Uh, let's talk about the characters as a whole. Okay. So you mentioned Tyrese. His entrance is fantastic. He's a funny super character. Fun. Yeah. And he's one that is super important throughout the franchise. And it's great that they bring him in in the second movie. Yeah. Um, if you're not going to have Vin Diesel, it's important to have Dom. He's got some great quotes. Uh, did you have a favorite uh, Roman oh, Pierce moment? I wrote down a bunch of quotes. Uh, one from not him that I'll just say really quick of the girl jumping the 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 bridge, the bridge, and saying "smack that ass." Insane, a great character, truly insane. Uh, love her. But the quotes from him that I really love: "Ejecto cedo, cuz," as he like punches a dude. With this ejector seat, but it's not an ejector seat. It just blows the door off so you can like punch it. I think out. it shoots the seat out as well because the seat went with him. The thing is, that is such an iconic moment that like I feel like transcends beyond. Like my <laughs> friends and I in high school would like say that shit when we were like playing baseball. And it was just like a thing you would say. That's awesome. and it's so funny that it just originates from this like one Tyrese moment. It's his... so, it's so it's weird. So and then, of course, my other favorite scene of, oh, favorite quote from him is don't drop the soap, big homie. <laughs> that is just iconic. I mean, come on. He's got a lot of great stuff. Um, when we first, his first like real moment of being funny, because when we first meet him, he's kind of an asshole. He's just like a yeah. dick. He hates Brian. Um, but then finally, the, the introduced to the two cars, and he's like, "Don't even think about taking the convertible to, to Brian," which I think is great. Um, there's a good, I got a high metabolism, and he does this like southern draw when he's doing it. He's the best character. We gotta also fun. admit or mention Ludacris in this movie as yeah. well, playing the mm -hmm. character of Tej who is another one that continues to pop up throughout yeah. the franchise. I was going to say, I remember, I, I remember seeing him. I thought he was fun. Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's so weird judging acting in these movies. Cause like, I don't really put <laughs> any effort into like even acknowledging if it's good or bad. Cause I'm just like, this is what it is. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I like his character though. I think he has kind of an interesting background and I like that. He's just like the guy who runs all these events but speaking of the street racing stuff, I got to say, I don't think the street racing was nearly as interesting in this movie. Yeah. And it's also, it's weird because they kind of go away from the typical drag racing that we see yeah. the quarter mile at a time. Of, exactly. Of the, the Toretto family. It's like you're doing these, but crazy it's like F1 doing spinny yeah. courses through the streets of Miami, which is like cool, but there's just something about it that just is less interesting. Well, here's what bothers me. They set up this whole scene of these people putting roadblock signs, but they drove for like five miles. Like, did they put up? There was other streets that combined with this right. road, like, and they've like their their route goes over a bridge that yeah, also like, sometimes is up, and they just have to jump it. Truly crazy. Doesn't seem very smart. Insane. But I did think like in like where like the first movie like we we were kind of bored with like the heist stuff i think like them doing like the stunts at the end i was way more invested in as far as like oh shit they're jumping onto a, a boat that's crazy that's super like this is like the birth of where these movies are going to go i assume yeah you are right it is i was a little bit surprised that the boat jump happened this one because in my memory it always seems like these earlier movies seem a little bit more grounded in reality but then you just have that like one moment where it's like 
what the fuck like they just, and also it's like it's weird because it's like they jump on the boat and then they're just like they pull a gun on the guy and, and shoot. i like, like yeah I like it's not like, very oh, like fuck. they're like <laughs> nothing really happens up. it's not cool like you would think <laughs> that they would like get out and be like freeze but they're like oh my god i think i broke my arm and then like they shoot the dude once and luckily that other girl is able to show up and and put the gun onto him i will admit the way it's played and kind of like the consequence of the act what would happen if you actually jumped onto a boat is more based in reality than <laughs> other movies funny. where it's like a lot of times they would just land probably in the future they would land perfectly and hop oh out, totally like yeah they'd like spin the back tire to knock the guy out or something um i really do enjoy the opening of this movie first of all the universal logo turns really into sick. like a rim which is an awesome thing anytime you take the corporatized logos at the beginning and add your Give own some style music or style yeah. or anything to it I love that. It is emulating kind of the weird car CG stuff that these movies love to do. There's some more in this where it's like inside the car technology. Yeah, early I kind of like that stuff still. It's cool, but it's just like, it's like anime. It's so computer it is, generated. It is very distracting. It's not even attempting to be real. It's just, I, it's basically I pref- the end credits. Yeah, I definitely prefer those to like the... um whenever they do the like the, the boosters stuff like that's like it feels so like live action anime bad adaptation that it's like very mm. very weird to me um this movie does have like a weird final destination kill in it where like yeah. a car gets rolled over by a semi which is just fucking squished um, and then you, of course the rat you want to talk about the rat yeah we should talk about that first of all cole hauser is the villain of this movie uh-huh. he's the fourth guy in the crew of goodwill hunting he's not one of the athletic twins he's just the guy with the red hair and i think oh. in parts of this his boston ask, accent comes through a little bit and it's a little weird for me um but yeah he's doing this like super creepy villain weird uh, like performance and then yeah you have this weird club set where he pulls the guy from the dark knight trilogy like you said yeah it's Um, harvey bullock i think and they stick a rat on him uh i mean this is a weird scene for a fast and furious movie talk it's cool or uh jackson wow that's okay um you know it's just like they they put this thing on him and they put a rat in him and they're going to heat up the bucket. And it like basically saying that rats can bite through steel, which I don't <laughs> think is true, but like with the assumption that like this rat is going to bury into this dude's skin and like flesh to get out, which is so yeah, disgusting. There's one way out. It, it is very, it's like a very comic booky feels like a thing. Like the, the Joker would do to but, someone. It, it's also, weird. Why would they say the rat can choose chew through steel and then put a metal bucket on top of him that's kind of stupid too i guess yeah like why wouldn't he just chew his way out but it's a hot bucket um okay we gotta that's do, fair we gotta do a couple things at the end here title rank this movie is too fast too I love furious it. it's great. better or worse title than the fast and furious i guess technically worse but it is a very fun sequel name i'd be okay with taking it as number one yeah I, I think, think we the opening it... the opening graphic for the title is way better too because like the first one is just atrocious all right, 30 seconds left. Jackson, what's going to happen in the third movie, Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift? Uh, they're going to go to Tokyo, and they're going to drift. You are 100% right. <laughs> they, we are going to Tokyo. We are going to drift, but they're not going to do it because every single character in this movie is a new character. <gasps> Can't no Paul wait. Walker, no Vin Diesel. Excited for it. Tokyo Drift coming in the future. And uh, yeah, time.
Welcome back to part three of a fast conversation about the Fast and Furious. I'm Corbin's vocal. I'm Jackson Mahirin. And I'm Carter Sims. What? We have a guest with us today. Shout out Carter for coming on to talk about Tokyo Drift. The Justin Timberlake of Japan, they call me. <laughs> Beautiful. They call me Drift King personally, but. <laughs> Jackson, what do they call you? Uh, uh, Vin Diesel, baby. Nice. On Solo. <laughs> they call you Bama Boy. They call me Twink? <laughs> Great name. So Jackson Carter and I just watched Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, and we're going to talk about it for 15 minutes today since there's three of us. Neither of you had seen Tokyo Drift. Are you guys excited to talk about it? I'm excited to talk about it, but that's about <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, I'd say the same. Yeah. Um, but now my Fast and Furious journey is complete. This was the only one I hadn't seen. So you finally have the, uh, the Letterbox franchise complete, the Fast exactly. and Furious saga. All I was looking for. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. We're setting the clock for 15 minutes, and we're going to go in three, two, one. So the first thing I want to talk about, where did you guys watch this? Jackson? Uh, On on Peacock. Carter? Peacock, yeah. Okay, so I watched this on Peacock, and I started watching it last night. I couldn't finish it before I went to bed. I got on this morning, and it was gone off Peacock. I had to rent it to watch the last hour of the movie. (laughs) I noticed wow. that because I turned on Peacock today and it was still on the the thing, but it had like a weird slash through it and like you couldn't play it. And I was like, that's really weird. Yeah. So strange. So mad. I had spent $3.99 to watch the last hour of this movie <laughs> this morning. So that's amazing. Just needed to start the conversation with that. Moving into it. You guys watched it for the first time. We'll start with our guest, Carter, just right off the bat. What did you think? Initial thoughts. Well, I was telling Corbin before we started recording, I was uh, supposed to be on a flight at 730 uh, yesterday from Florida to Chicago. That flight got delayed five hours and I got home at 330 in the morning. But in the airport, I watched Tokyo Drift and it made my life uh, a little better. Um, (laughs) There's there's probably better and worse ways to spend your time waiting for a delayed flight. You know, I watched a few other movies, but yeah, I I, I queued this one up and... um, this just I watched this and I no spoilers for Jackson, I guess, when we get down the line, but the chronology of this saga is really confusing. And I was just reminded of it after seeing this film. Because then I had to go read a bunch of stuff of why <laughs> certain things happened the way they happened. And it turns out that it's really confusing. So um that being said, um I thought the movie was um okay, I would say. Not good. Not good. Yeah. Jackson, okay. I know you would probably describe it as worse than okay. So uh what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I thought it I thought it was pretty bad. I I don't know. I think it's really weird. First of all, I didn't know I don't know the chronology of this. I don't know how it ties into we'll do, we'll do one a point, quick explanation. Okay. Second. Like halfway through, Abby asked if he was a young Paul Walker, and I honestly <laughs> couldn't tell her. I was like, I, I have know. no idea, actually. I don't remember this guy's name. He kind of looks like he's like a Walmart 40-year-old virgin, 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 of uh, of Paul Walker, but he's He like, does look so school. old, but he's it's like 22. So weird. It's weird. But like, and then like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's weird to take this franchise and be like, what if we set the characters in high school now? And everything's still basically the same it's like that seemed like a really <laughs> unnecessary choice but yeah i have i have so many thoughts but i just want to see what you have to say Car- uh, corbin 
Yeah. So I, I think we can start with the obvious thing. I mean, it's it's my background. We obviously have uh, the character Han, who is really the one who remains the most prominent throughout the entire franchise, who who does die in this movie. So just to not to spoil anything too much okay. down the line, but as a quick explanation, he will appear in the fourth movie, the fifth movie, the sixth movie, kind of the seventh movie, and then a big return in the ninth. Four, five, and six all take place prior to this movie. So there you go. That's how they get around it. Everyone loved the character of Han so much. They were like, That's we have to bring insane. him back. So in order to do that, they just set the movies leading up to this movie with the whole idea of he wants to get to Tokyo. At insane. the end of six, he's like, we're going to go to Tokyo. Seven events play out simultaneously to this movie. And then uh, I won't explain what happens uh, for him to return in nine, but <laughs> we'll get there. Um, I mean, I will say, watching this movie in hindsight it does kind of set it up a little bit he talks about having a pass with dom toretto he talks about having to like make the run for the border and come to tokyo so there's clearly like a setup for a story there just in terms of like the fact that this movie is very clearly set in 2006 and then those other movies take place in the like late 2000s to early 2010s is a little confusing especially when you look at technology stuff um but yeah, it, it's just a really strange thing. And it really just comes down to like Han was the only thing people loved about this movie. So they had to bring him back. Yeah, pretty, pretty ridiculous. Um, so retroactively do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely really strange. And also continuing, there was a couple other things that they, they kept from this movie to the others. And that's the director, the screenwriter. And uh, the composer really continued throughout. So Justin Lin, this was his first directorial debut. He goes on to direct four, five, six, nine, and then was hired to direct 10, left because of creative differences with Ben Diesel. The screenwriter for this movie, Chris Morgan, worked on four, five, six, seven, eight, Hobbs and Shaw, and Shazam 2. So, I mean, oh. iconic. And then, of course, Whoa. Sung Kang, the actor of, uh, uh, it appears in multiple. And then the composer, Brian Tyler, returns as well. Um, Talking about the production a little bit, um, in general, this feels like a shitty direct-to-video sequel of the franchise, and it was very close to becoming that. It was almost just released on DVD. Um, they basically, after two, they put out an open call to fans of the series of like, hey, we need a screenwriter. We need somebody to come in. Chris Morgan, the screenwriter, kind of gave this pitch of, hey, let's take Dom Toretto and bring him in Tokyo. Obviously, that <laughs> initial conception leads to just oh, setting man. the movie in Tokyo, focusing on drifting. They hired Justin Lin, um, and then they make that happen. Uh, what, what do you guys think about the, the Tokyo setting as a whole? Do you think it's an interesting place to go? I think it's kind of insane how the movie opens like in Texas or somewhere, somewhere weird. And like they do like this crazy race and he gets kicked out of school and the cop is like, all right, you have to move or go to jail. And then well, before the that, the like, cop is like, well, I'm I not love moving anymore. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I, I fucking I hate you. But the funny before that, the cop is like, I love poor people like you because I could just make sure I get a conviction, <laughs> which is some great cop material. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that cop, cop was doing that. a lot in that. Um, but then like the choice to send him overseas. I didn't see it coming. I was like, what? This is how we're doing it? This is crazy. Um, I don't it know. Is, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. It's an extremely dumb setup. Uh, and they they get the whole like dad dynamic relationship, which is just awful throughout. Uh, Carter, are you, uh, are you a big drifter? Uh, not, not, not recently, but only a Mario Kart <laughs> nowadays. But um, yeah, the really uh, Mario Kart. 
God, I love Mario Kart. Um, yeah, the whole Japan. So I'd always heard like people have told me like this one, people like this one a lot just because I don't know if it's because that it's kind of back to the roots of what Fast and Furious began as, where it's literally just like street level street racing, and then there just happens to be Japanese gangs that also love street racing too. <laughs> um, because then once we get down, once we get down the saga here, it really goes off the wall insane and really loses that. So I guess that's what people like about it because it is a simple story. Doesn't that the main guy comes back too, right? At some he, point. He appears a little bit in seven because of that simultaneous right. thing that we were talking about. And then in Fast Nine, him and Bow Wow returns. That's right. And maybe some of the other characters as well. That movie's so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. The, you think the, this one's bad, Jackson. Just wait. <laughs> yeah, this one is uh it's quite it's quite poor. I, I guess I like the change. Oh no. Of, uh, uh yeah, it's bad. I don't I guess I'd like the change of scenery a little bit, but um but it is still just just guys racing, which is what the core of this was and isn't anymore. But but yeah, I'm a drifter to, yeah, to sum I, it up. I definitely think it's cool to to go back to the roots of that first movie a little bit. Um, there's this idea throughout of like real street racing cars versus like your typical idea of like what a luxury fast car is. And every car in this movie is like these uh you know asian automotive makers with especially you know designed to be drifting and to have these spice speed and it's like an appreciation for real cult car culture especially um within tokyo and within japan which i think is really cool the incredible um, hulk car yeah the incredible hulk car we got to talk about that <laughs> that is incredible you know i'm a big hulk fan so we got to give a <laughs> shout out to that oh bow wow Bow Wow and this whole car. When it first came out, I thought there was like a dent in the back of the car. <laughs> That's what I thought it was going on. I was like, what? Yeah, that was weird. Mina looked at me and goes, is that a foot? <laughs> I was like, yes, it is. Quentin Tarantino directed <laughs> this? What? Jackson, I know you have a lot of feelings about Bow Wow and uh, his character Twink. So I'll throw it over to you for those thoughts. Yeah. Well, first of all, I didn't realize it was Lil Bow Wow until after I checked the IMDb or the letterbox afterwards. And uh, obviously a huge fan of Like Mike. I think that movie shaped my childhood in a lot of ways. Um, he is so bad in this movie. I don't understand what his deal is. Why is his name Twink? That's kind of weird. And like the Short fact for Twinkie, like, obviously. But like, wh why? Like, that's so weird. Anyways, but like the whole like, bit of him being in high school and also connected to the underground because he gets like exclusive shoes and stuff to sell to people like they take the main character down to the secret model lounge and twink's just like there like i thought Why? that was amazing he's a military brat man they can do that i guess it's insane <laughs> it's so strange um when they go down into that you know underground club area there's a great song playing and there's great songs playing throughout this whole movie i think that's really one of the highlights of this and yeah. honestly this kind of error of the fast from two to six or maybe seven, the soundtracks are just always so great. They always have like specifically written songs. Um, I think back to the second movie where Ludacris does the too fast, too furious theme song. <laughs> this one, we get the teriyaki boys doing the, the Tokyo drift theme song, which I just absolute banger. It's incredible. Yeah, it goes, it really goes. <laughs> Beautiful needle drops throughout. Um, a lot of strange accents in this movie. Uh, the Lucas Black <laughs> Bama accent. I mean, what do we think about that, guys? Terrible. It, it's bad. pretty bad. Real it's, bad. It's very intense. It's very intense. And then, of course, you have the the love interest character Neela, who 
her accent actually kind of makes sense for the character, but it still just feels super strange because it's like kind of Australian. And that's the thing. She's like Peruvian, Argentinian, but then she moved to Australia when she was like, so she has a similar background to the character, but it, her accent is really just strange and, and wavers throughout the whole movie. I don't know why we have to make it so complicated. Like you can just get, you don't think what they don't need these incredible backstories. Like, cause I, I don't care. Like gotta give the characters life. <laughs> and, uh, well, they, and, they needed a little more. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, Vin Diesel makes a cameo at the end of this movie. Let's, let's talk about that. Were, were you jacked to see him? Uh, I was hyped as hell. I'm not going to lie. I got really <laughs> excited for the film to see somebody I cared about uh, show up. <laughs> Carter, do you think it made the movie better? I guess it, it took me, it grounded me back in the fact that, oh, this is part of this. And I had forgotten. Um, it's, it's good franchise building. We can say that. It is before, before the MCU was even a thing, man, they, they were figuring their stuff out. Um, so yeah, it was quite nice to see Vin Diesel in his, in his cutoff tease. Apparently that, 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 cameo was added after the fact they did test screenings uh that fans weren't a huge fan of so they were like we need to bring in a big star from the original fan uh, franchise to do a cameo at the end and in exchange for him doing that cameo universal gave vin diesel the rights to the riddick franchise so he controls that because of this cameo that's awesome and then following this movie like he like was posting on Facebook about like updates and they were going to get the third movie. And then finally in, in 2013, they, they had the, uh, the third installment in Riddick and it's all because of this cameo. Wow. That's when are we really doing, cool. When are we doing the Riddick? Uh, one of these. Fast Riddick, con- uh, hey, Fast Riddick, four, Riddick four is on the docket to is coming. So maybe we might have to do a, a <laughs> fast conversation. <laughs> That's um, any other thoughts about, uh, about this movie guys? I have a couple. I wanted to say I think it's amazing when Bama Boy speaks Japanese fluently at the end. When like it's like oh assimilation, okay, dude. He's been I in guess the country. You learned it. Like that That's, was crazy. I mean, his school he doesn't speak is it at all. But his like, school is entirely in Japanese, which is also a confusing. Thing. That's what I thought was so funny too, because I'm like, is he just sitting there, like not doing anything during the day? He's absorbing. He's absorbing yeah. the language. And then, of course, like him and his dad's relationship at the end just makes no sense. And it feels like there was a scene cut, right? Yeah. Because he's yeah. all of a sudden cool with everything. He just and gives like, him the keys. There's yeah, no dialogue. Yeah. It's clear it that you're like, this, this isn't working. Carter, what about you? Any uh, final thoughts on Tokyo Drift? I thought the penultimate car chase scene was fun. Uh, and then I think the ultimate climax race Awful is climax. really underwhelming. Yeah. Um, but I will say that it's hilarious that they are all filming on their flip phones and that's how they're all watching this race. <laughs> and then like, the camera goes through it, like <laughs> yeah. through the web. Amazing. Yeah. 2006, man. The technology oh, makes no sense. Are they Instagram live stream? Like, what the fuck? Know. How are they watching it? I don't Whatever. know. Oh. I just love that, like, every organized crime that we've seen in these movies, the only thing they care about slightly more is, like, the honor and <laughs> street of, of street racing. For, like, that's so convenient for everybody. His uncle's Yakuza, but he's like, oh, you challenge him to a race? Yeah, sure, All whatever. Right. I'll respect down. the outcome. <laughs> All right, we have Even a little bit of guys, crazy. <laughs> we have a little bit of time left, so we got to rank this title. So uh, we decided that The Fast and the Furious was better than Too Fast, Too Furious in terms of title. What do we think? Is Tokyo Drift, where do we place it? Jackson, what do you think? For just the title name? Just the title name. Um, and we, we had Too Fast, Too Furious on top. 
we uh, there was some confusion about that to me. We can we can move it around. <laughs> uh, Tokyo Drift. I'm gonna put last still. I didn't. I didn't. Worst title. Like, All right. Yeah, Book not it. the best. Finally, Jackson. What's gonna happen in Fast and Furious Four? You have ten seconds. Uh, they're gonna race uh, another minority group, and they're gonna be connected to organized crime. Maybe we're going to Europe. South slash Central America, I believe, is oh, where we had for this one. So, so close. Continent. We will make it to Europe. That is our timer. Thank you, Jackson. Thank you, Carter, for making a special appearance for Tokyo Drift. Of course. And uh, we'll be talking about Fast and Furious 4 now. <laughs> A mis salidas Welcome back to part four of a fast conversation about the Fast and Furious. I'm Corbin's vocal. I'm Jackson Mahirin. And Jackson and I just watched Fast and Furious. Ampersand, Fast and Furious. Yeah. Uh, AKA the fourth one. And we're going to be talking about it for exactly 10 minutes. Jackson, you'd never seen Fast and Furious. No. Are you ready to get into this? I'm so ready. Let's talk about it. Really excited about this one. Let's do it. Pivotal film. Setting the timer in three, two, one, go. Letty dies in this one, Jackson. Yeah. Uh, were you surprised? Did you know that was going to happen? I was confused when it happened because, like, <laughs> they show up for the heist in the beginning, and I'm like, mm. oh, buddy, we're back. And then, like, maybe I checked my phone, and the next thing I know, she's <laughs> dead. I'm like, did I miss something crazy here? Like, what? what is happening? It is insane. Because I knew it was going to happen, obviously, but I yeah. didn't remember how early it happened in the movie. It's, 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 it's there is, like you said, it opens with the traditional like Fast and Furious Justin Lin thing, where you like have a set piece in the middle of a desert. Uh, it was cool. The I next movie it. literally opens the same way. It's like awesome. nobody's around, cool. and there's just a big <laughs> fucking set piece. And I think the sixth one does as well. Um, and Letty's there, and she's doing badass shit as she always does. Um, and then literally they, so what happens is they like split up. Dom's like, it's too dangerous for me to be around you. So Letty goes back to LA and then the next scene, maybe we get a Brian scene. And then like the next time, the next time we see Dom, he's getting a phone call. Letty's been murdered. It's like, all right. What do you think about that as a story choice, Jackson? Um, you know, first of all, I'm just thrilled to have Vin Diesel back. To the point where it's exciting to see. I mean, we haven't seen him in two movies. I never thought I'd say this ever, but I think these movies need Vin Diesel. Like, like he's like a huge missing part of this. Um, yeah, like the Brian Dom like dynamic is amazing. Uh, anytime they're on screen together, but like, yeah, his path of vengeance and and like determination, I think, is like a really fun way to get his character back in. I mean, it sucks that they have to fridge Letty, but you know, yeah, exactly. Like at it's unfortunate that a female character and also yeah. like the main female, like, yes, you have Mia still, but she doesn't drive. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah, exactly. Michelle Rod- they bring in Gal Gadot in this movie, which we'll talk about, but like Michelle Rodriguez <laughs> is the, like the main female representation mm-hmm. and she just gets killed off, which is really yeah. sucky. 
it's clear they just like felt that was the only story thing that would make sense to bring Brian sure, and Dom, who were so at odds together. Like they needed some sort of drive. It's yeah. really unfortunate. But um, I think Justin Lin said he was like, when I filmed that opening scene, I was like, shit, Michelle Rodriguez is so good. I love working with She's her. great. Yeah. And I wish I wouldn't hadn't have to yeah. kill her off. And it is, uh, they bring her back. I mean, we can address that fact. You know that, right? Like, yeah. You know she's back. Um, I'm not going to say when, but yeah, we'll get into what it. What are these movies? <laughs> coming back, the other dead person's coming back. We love Lots it. of dead people. We do see Han in the beginning of this movie, but he notes, oh man, I've never been to Tokyo. I'd love to go there. <laughs> makes it very clear <laughs> so so stupid um also i will say this week when i saw guardians uh the fast x trailer was playing on the big screen and i was giggling the whole time watching it because it's just like <laughs> i see now how it gets to there but like it's still so ridiculous well the beautiful thing is about that trailer is the events that are unfolding in flashback in it are from fast five our next movie so you'll Sweet. finally uh, you'll understand let's everything. go you'll, you'll wait, know where to place momoa uh, this movie <laughs> takes place uh, in the beginning in the Dominican Republic, but then also primarily back in L.A., mm -hmm. as well as a Mexico setting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you had predicted, you know, organized crime in Europe. We got it wrong a little bit. It's it's Mexico. Um, the interesting thing here, the crime syndicate doesn't really care about the honor of racing this no. time around. They had to, like, it's make more of a convenience thing people. for them. Yeah. Yeah. They, well, they're like, they just <laughs> kill their drivers every time is like the whole thing. And they're like, they're driving like through a mountain tunnel so they can cross the border without getting detected. And it's like, there's got to be easier <laughs> ways to do this, right? This like crazy. most drugs come through planes. Like this is wild. Uh, the IMDB <laughs> description of this movie is just Brian O'Connor back working for the FBI in Los Angeles teams up with Dominic Toretto to bring down a heroin importer by infiltrating his operation. And I read that before the movie, I was like, oh shit, this is like the heroin movie. This is some serious stuff. I mean, smuggling drugs across the border. Um, but it's really that thing of like, your villains have to be worse than your heroes, but our heroes are not necessarily good people. Like Dom Toretto at the yeah. end of this movie goes to prison still. So like they have to like put them at odds with the worst yeah. possible person in Braga. And Lazalonzo. At the end though, there's milk. <laughs> is it implied that they break him out like off of that bus or like that they're just like with wait them. wait for fast five man wait okay for the opening of fast this five is... things will right, pick cool. up simultaneously from that <laughs> moment it's beautiful awesome um yeah what else any other thoughts about this movie what else you got man um gal gadot and vin yes. diesel in a scene like like there's like this one scene where they're just like talking to each other and i turned to abby and i was like this is the worst possible acting combination you could have on screen for two people it was <laughs> so dry and so not this is early, and this is early gal gadot stuff i mean and 2009 no hate to her i still feel like she can't act but man she has improved a ton compared to uh what we have in this yeah they're trying to give him some sort of like sexual chemistry in this as well and like a weird like but is she buying good. into it at all like it, I, I don't know it was it's strange weird. it's it's do they they, do they, they go try away to pair them later they go away. That... that's over that's okay done. yeah it's over <laughs> that, i thought that was ridiculous gal gadot does get paired up with somebody but i don't want to spoil who it is oh so. okay all right she um, does find then... love in a hopeless place oh all right um i gotta say uh john ortiz he's in the silver linings playbook it was super surprising to see him as like the bad guy but even weirder to 
have the reveal be that he is the bad guy the, even though like we are, even though like i don't like it was like okay it like, didn't that seem like that weird, big of a reveal i agree it wasn't it's that like, consequential it was cool. kind of stupid i don't know like i didn't see the point of that yeah i mean like some awful police work from the fbi in this or not yeah. the fbi yeah the fbi, FBI it's just the FBI. Some terrible ter- terrible police work here that that dickhead yeah it's sending the man who's that so guy goofy. uh oh what is his name his name is ramon campos no 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 no. the the dude that works for the fbi oh i don't know, oh. A... I don't know. regardless we gotta keep moving on Lazalanza, mother's like. milk from the boys jackson yeah is is this is the worst guy he's letty's murderer I didn't, I, to be honest, didn't even realize that was him. That's fun. That is though. him. Doesn't, he looks so young. He's like so much skinnier. Yeah. Also the star of Avatar in the same year. And Michelle Rodriguez, yeah. I guess she was maybe too busy filming Avatar. That's what she picked up and, and as a result of this. Who knows? Weird. All right. Final thoughts on this movie. Anything? Um, I think now that we're back to like the good chemistry of Dom and Brian, this feels like one of the better ones i think this is like my second favorite out of the four that we've seen (laughs) i'm not saying it's good i just think it's one of the it's it's been more it was more captivating for me this time than the past two have been i think think. this is my either my least favorite or second to least favorite just really like the story of it and like the the the, story's not great in the scheme of things and the script and it's just like this one is so bland to me totally i will say the action is pretty solid i think the opening set piece while ridiculous the whole spinning tanker that he drives it was awesome yeah Uh, he times it so he can go underneath oh it's i forgot about that it was so stupid (laughs) this low um the race to join the crew through the la streets where like brian's like lost and above and overpasses and he has to fucking take out a porch that was crazy when they were like um, how are you clear, clearing the streets they're like we're not and it's like oh all right like that's kind of interesting and then the mine shafts are crazy and of course that's so stupid I, that, that was so impaling <laughs> that dude at the end is great oh, um, but yeah i just think because they like literally go back on everything in this movie like this is the mm-hmm. yes it's the we have to reunite the characters brian and this is the last time brian and dom are like at odds really yeah um so that's important to the story, but like I feel like it's such a nothing movie. It was one that I never really saw, so maybe it just like doesn't have that significance to me. Like yeah. as opposed to the other ones, meant something more. Um, rank the titles. This is Fast Ampersand Furious. This one sucks. This one's this going one's last for me. Okay, last the place. Search, to to look it up is impossible. I just always type Fast and Furious four, like Fast Four. Yeah, if you type Fast and Furious, they they assume you mean the main one. Yeah, and then, even though it like, is the fast even on Letterboxd just now, I had to scroll like ten movies just to get to this. Google doesn't care if you use exactly articles; that's a, a search engine problem. It's yeah, so stupid, unfortunate. Um, what's gonna happen in Fast Five? Uh, are they going to Europe this time? I doubt they're going to Canada. Like that'd be weird. Um, this is the best setting in a Fast and Furious movie. They're going to rio de janeiro this is brazil okay (laughs) and that feels right for fast do you know what else happens in this movie jackson what Dwayne the rock johnson joins the franchise oh we're in for a big one i think we might be having a guest we'll see if he if our uh our favorite uh capper of the two of us has time to join us (laughs) favorite capper (laughs) as the join to hop in uh cody he, he loves fast five um and it's a classic I'm so excited. Best cast of characters yet, I will say. Really? Okay. Ocean's Eleven. Boom. 
Peace. Ocean's Eleven. Time. Wow. Welcome back to part five of a fast conversation about the Fast and Furious. I'm Corbin Zavokal. I'm Jackson Meheran. And I'm Cody Webb. <laughs> yes, that's right. The other half of Cap, Cody Webb, is here to join wow. us along for this fifth edition of a fast conversation. We're talking Fast Five today. We all three have just recently watched it. We're going to talk about it for exactly 15 minutes. Again, adding another five since we have a guest here. Jackson, you'd never seen it. Are you are you ready to finally discuss Cody and I's favorite of the franchise? I'm stoked and worried that this is the favorite of the franchise. <laughs> Only downhill from here. Oh, 15 no. minutes on the clock, setting the timer. Let's get it started. Cody, why did you have to be on for Fast Five? Explain it. Well, you know, there's lots of reasons, but I mean, this is one of my favorite uh, kind of modern action films. We have done a cap episode on it, so check that out if you haven't seen it. Season one, episode nine. Throw it also, back. Also, I, I kind of just want to be a part of the series, kick it into fifth gear, uh, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This movie, it's dumb fun. Um, it's super rewatchable, uh, unbelievably quotable, has some of the worst acting of all time, <laughs> but uh, it's a gem, man. And uh, I think it is probably my favorite of the Fast franchise. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's good, but I definitely enjoy uh, the rewatch 100%. I think maybe this is like the 10th time I've seen it. So yeah, I'm a big fan. I agree. It's incredibly rewatchable. The action's great. Uh, the set pieces are extremely well done. There's a lot of practical stunts being done. And for me, it's also like a nostalgic. This is the first Fast and Furious movie I saw in a theater. I don't even think I'd seen Fast and, Fur Fast and Furious uh, the fourth one when I went to go see it. So I had no idea that Letty died. I'd just seen the first one. Uh, but yeah, this one, I, I don't know. It holds a special place in my heart. And it's kind of like Ocean's Eleven with fucking Fast and Furious, which is sick. Jackson, what were your thoughts after watching it for the first time? This movie has everything. It has mostly, well, not everything, I guess. It has a lot of heists. It has people coming back from the dead. Um, post credit scene. I, post credit i is this like post credit scenes before like marvel movies this was 2011 like, so yeah but this is like the second one right the second time they've done it because they did it in tokyo drift too yeah that's true tokyo drift was a little bit earlier i'm not sure but i digress continue but it had awesome stuff like it had insane stunts that like kind of topped the fourth one in ridiculousness um really cool practical effects and behind the scenes stuff that i i'm sure we'll get into and Overall, I think the acting was better. Um, and it had rock, it had Dwayne the Rock Johnson when he was like kind of peak the rock, like he was still an asshole, like like his characters were kind of like douchebag, like tough guys, and really badass and like tough and grizzled, and like he was kind of like playing his wrestler character still, which was kind of like the shit. Him, him and Vin Diesel literally have a wrestling match in the middle of yeah. this movie. Oh, like it's they're insane. Throwing each other through like six walls. And it's really good. Each other. It's good. It's really it fun. Well yeah. Um, and now their method acting has led to them hating each other in real life still. Uh, yeah, he's just kind of like peak the rock in this. If you're going to see a rock movie. And it's like before we became oversaturated with the rock in, in movies. Like this was before all that happened, even though yeah, you're like, seeing it late. 
Yeah, I kind of feel like this is like the version of The Rock where like he doesn't have this chip on his shoulder yet of like, oh, I'm a Hollywood actor now and I can't lose fights contractually. Like, I don't know. He still feels like a cool guy in this. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely best. He's also extremely sweaty. Um, every time him and Vin Diesel are like face to face. He's glistening. <laughs> He's just pouring sweat. Um, <laughs> yeah, every fight scene with The Rock, I feel like it's 10 times better. Mm-hmm. Honestly, probably my favorite action scene is when uh, the rocket launcher guy comes out of nowhere uh, right before the third act um, and his whole team just gets massacred. <laughs> like, I think that's actually good action. Um, but I don't know. I feel like Vin Diesel, I don't know. I don't think he's great in this movie, but all of his set pieces are are definitely very well done. I think like the stunt work in this movie is pretty dang good. Like you said, their fight between them, they literally go through like five straight walls in a row. Um, so shout out to the stunt doubles. Cause I mean, I think they put in the real work for this movie. Yeah, it's an, it's an incredibly good works. Um, I love the location shooting as well. I believe this was mostly shot in Puerto Rico, um, but it's really cool. Just like the Rio setting, I think is my favorite Fast and Furious setting. Um, the chase through the favelas is an incredible hilarious. set piece, and it doesn't even it's hilarious. It's stupid, and it doesn't. It's even like parkour, cars. but without parkour people doing it. Like it's just like they're just jumping. <laughs> like it's nothing crazy at all. <laughs> Jackson, so funny. you described this movie as confusing. What what was confusing to you about it? Well, you have, of course, this is the movie where like people who are dead have are now showing up again, and it's not until the end of the movie that it's kind of revealed that uh, the set the time of which this the takes time place. jump is weird. Um, also, like the whole plot of like, all right, the bad guys are stealing this car to get a computer chip that tells them where their money is? Like, what is that even about? Like, I must have missed something, because like, that didn't D- make any The DEA took these cars from them, so then they had to steal it back from the DEA to get their chip back. It, they didn't want the DEA to get it, so they had to steal it. The thing that's oh. confusing is, like, Dom and Brian, like, realize something's up, and then they just, like, turn on these guys, but they're pissed that they're, like, fighting back, and it's like, you're trying to screw them over, too. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's weird. And then, like, I don't know. I feel like the bad guys could have just moved the location of their money and then, like, problem solved. Like, it, it sucks for them for sure, but they don't lose all their stuff by the end of it if they just did that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's also, like, this whole chunk of the movie where they're supposed to be, like, on the run from both The Rock and the Portuguese guys, but then they're also going to street races and, like, yeah. up, and, like, it's a little confusing about why they're not they're not just apprehended sooner. Yeah, and then I mean, you, and then you have this like woman character, this like this cop character who like has Vin Diesel's neck. Like, what is her connect? Like, I did not get that at all. Like, what was her connection to him? Her and they both have lost their loves. I mean, I guess that's really it. I, I don't. But There's like, he was like, like, they know who you are. Like, whenever he like like saved her in that like face off, and it's like, who is it? Like, is there like some weird implied background that he knows her from, or like what is? No, I, I think it's just to be assumed that like the 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 Portuguese, the Brazilian mafia here knows her face now, and she's like the only good cop. Oh. So they're gonna come and kill her. Cody, what were you wanting to say, man? Oh yeah, just going back to the uh, <laughs> going back to the uh, the big Brazilian bad guy. Um, I don't know. He's just not really that bad. Like uh, the worst thing that happens to Dom and Brian is like they get captured for ten seconds and then like miraculously escape from hanging handcuffs. Um, and then, like you said, they literally just like kind of dance around the city for the rest of the movie, doing whatever, whatever they would want. You'd figure this guy—he supposedly has like eyes and ears everywhere in the favelas. Well, he lost that pretty quick. I, I don't know, but 
yeah, not a great bad guy, kind of forgettable, but the heist scenes I, I do really like. And I think that's kind of the new flavor that this movie really adds to the Fast franchise that obviously you guys have seen the other four recently. I thankfully have not, but uh, the heist <laughs> is something new to the Fast franchise, correct? Yeah, I mean, like, it's always about doing a crime, but this one is so specific of, like, stealing a safe and they have to, like, get the whole team together and they got to get the handprint and practice and there's a fake at it like it's so much it's more in like like i said the oceans 11 vein of they lay out the plan and then things twist it's like it turns itself on its head and they're all smarter than you. like it's more like that than any other fast movie before it yeah i think this movie's kind of just a rip off of a bunch of other ones oceans 11 is, is the obvious one mcu still on the post credit well, scenes here's the about. thing also you say mcu burning... oh god you say MCU, but I, I, this is almost like the Avengers of the Fast and Furious movies really at is. this point. Because you bring in everyone from their own standalone movies. You've got the Tokyo Drift guy. You've got, you know, your Fast Four guys from the beginning. Your one and two. Like, everybody, you know, Ludacris and, yeah. Yeah, and Tyrese from the second one are all coming together for this big movie. And it's one year before those fucking Joss Whedon <laughs> Avenger fucks did it in 2012. Yeah. Fast Five did it first. Also, another thing to rip off is like burning money. Because uh, I feel like that's just direct response to a Joker Dark moment. Joker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, tons of rip offs. But hey, I think this movie kind of brings it all together well. So I'm not a hater. Yeah. It, the cast is incredibly charismatic. All those characters they bring in, this is the peak of them being. And you know how I said like The Rock kind of got oversaturated in movies. I think as this franchise goes on, these characters become a little bit oversaturated. And when it's like Tyrese making the same joke in Fast 9 that he was making in Fast 5, it, it gets a little bit old. But at this point, it is so like refreshing and new and it, it's really smart and funny. I, I just do think it eventually will get tired on us. <laughs> totally. I, mean, I feel like any franchise after 10 movies or so <laughs> where you do the exact same thing will do that um and shout out fast six as well i'm excited for you to see that one jackson because i don't think it's terrible um but i don't know like you said the cast is great gal gadot shout out to her i think she's not terrible in this movie either her, isn't cast- she the bad guy in the last movie like that's like kind of a thing right uh i, I no, i don't think so is she not like a femme fatale from the i i maybe i don't understand you gotta you gotta wait till what you just watch the next one you'll see what happens i think you're gal gadot is not in later movies no, but she's no. I'm talking about in the fourth one. She was like the femme fatale. Oh, like the yeah, yeah. yeah. She kind of was. Now she she's was working for like, the bad guy. Okay, yeah. That's she what gained, I was but she was kind that. of always ga- she gained Dom's respect. They worked together a little bit. She was kind of always helping him out. And then like they were flirty, but then she ended up with the dude who died in in Tokyo Drift. Which yeah, was with Han. Funny yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but he hasn't gone to Tokyo yet. Also, He's still hanging out. They literally brought it him in, and they're like, "We need someone who can drive like these tight corners in this parking garage," and it's like. Obviously, it's going to be him, right? Like, that was, like, his whole thing from that last movie. And they were like, Well, he no, wasn't like, the Drift King. He was just the guy who, like... He, like, helped him do the Drift King stuff, though. Yeah. He, like, didn't he train him? They didn't bring in Lucas Black, which we'll, we'll save true. that for later. <laughs> it's just, I don't know, so goofy. Cody just recommended a, a Lucas Black episode on our, our most recent. <laughs> oh, no. He's in uh, 42. Surprisingly, he's, he's good. But uh, and another thing I want to talk about, too... I got to throw out a couple of my favorite quotes, uh, of course, for this mini episode. Uh, this is Brazil, maybe the best line in movie history. Also, um, uh, you hungry? Good, because you're saying grace. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> Might personally be my favorite line in cinema history. Uh, also, bringing back Vince is kind of just way out of left field. And uh, 
I don't really understand why they did that. Other than and then kill him. <laughs> yeah, but that is a great line. So I understand bringing him back just for that. I had a couple quotes I wrote down. Two, two rock quotes to be specific. Um, Do not ever let them get in the cars, which is a classic. Um, and then takes the file. Here's what makes sense. And then just throws the file away, which is just great. <laughs> um, and then, of course, you've got uh, Ludacris. Did he uh, slap that ass or hold on to it and grab it? <laughs> that was insane. It is <laughs> like the later. most broy movie to ever exist. It's insane. It really is. It is a like man's you, man movie. There's there's this scene where like Brian's revealing that like him and uh, Toretto, uh, what is her name? Mia. They're like they're pregnant and expecting a child, and they're like, "Oh, dude, you got laid!" Like, oh shit. It's like that's not what this is. That's not what this moment should be. <laughs> Brian's speech about him not having a father is probably the worst acted scene in the whole movie where Brian's just like, I never knew my dad. You don't know what that's like. Tell me about your father, Vin. <laughs> Terrible stuff. And then, and then Vin just does like a weird mumble growl. I remember everything about my father. <laughs> like All the dialogue, like I had to put on the subtitles again. Like the first 10 minutes, it's all action. And then they like settle down for the rest <laughs> of the act. And I'm like, I can't understand anything Vin Diesel is saying. So, yeah, if you do rewatch this, uh, subtitles, I think, is a must. The thing that they're not really, I'm not sure who's, like, bankrolling this heist project. Like, the fact that they get the safe, they have this giant warehouse that they're working out of. Like, they get, I mean, yes, they're stealing cars, but it, they're, like, at the wit's end in the beginning of this movie. And then suddenly, they're like, okay, we're going to steal $100 million while we've got all this uh, great equipment to do it with. They were running up the card debt because they knew they were going to get that payout and it wouldn't matter. <laughs> worked out. Worked out for them. All right. We're nearing the end. Where does this rank amongst the titles of Fast and Furious movies? Fast Five. What do you think, Jackson? It's like fine. I'd, I'd put it... Uh, what, what do we have it ranked at right now currently? Current ranking is... Uh, who knows? Oh, here we go. I've got it right here. <laughs> All right, currently it's uh, The Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, Tokyo Drift, and then last, Fast and Furious. I think I'd put it below Too Fast, Too Furious, because that's just too that. cheese. Over over, uh, over Tokyo Drift? Yeah. I like it. I All right. It. This is the first one that changes the format a little bit, too, just eliminating the Furious altogether. Integrating the number True. into the title. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> And then sometimes they don't do that, and sometimes they do. But it's not chronological either, so it's like, why, why even well, number Yeah, these? yeah, that, this is technically the uh, fourth currently chronologically, <laughs> but, yeah, you just, know, whatever. Just forget about Tokyo Drift for, like, four more movies. And you, one more movie, one more movie. Six is the last, six, yeah. and then Tokyo Drift takes place after six. No, I think it might yes. be after Yes, the post credit scene of six <laughs> is the end of Tokyo Drift. I'll say that right now. Oh, okay, okay. With that in mind, wow. I remember what that do you scene. think? What do you think is gonna happen in six, Jackson? Um, I mean, they got to be over on the content like Eurasia somewhere. Fi like they got finally, to at that point. Finally, get to Europe. I, I do believe you're right. This is some European heist making. Uh, there's some planes. There's some Shaw, but not maybe the Shaw that you're thinking of. Mm, a different and, Shaw? Uh, yeah. So uh, good villainy, lots to expect, some more death, and of course, Letty. What do you expect out of bad Letty here? What, why is she back? That doesn't make any sense. Also, is Brian in the next movie, or yeah. is he out now? But like, no. he just got like $10 million. Why, why are you risking it all again? 
Letty's back, dude. He's going to get pulled back in. There's always something to pull him back in. Man. It's always, always one last something. job. One last ride, baby. And then on that note, there's our timer. One last ride. Beautiful. Okay. This was a fast conversation about Fast Five. And we'll catch you for Fast and Furious 6. Money's the motivation. Money's the conversation. You on vacation. We getting paid, so we on vacation. I did it for the fam. It's whatever we had to do. It's just who I am. If you like a fast conversation about the Fast and Furious franchise, then you should check out our other series. We are currently in season 5 of our main show. We've also been doing a show monthly called First Friday 5, where on the first Friday of every month, we check out 5 episodes of a TV show and then base it purely on those 5 episodes. If you enjoy a fast conversation, check out the rest of our work at Cody and Corbin Have a Podcast Network. You can follow us at Cap Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, and check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Gunshots in the dark, one eye closed, and we got it cooking like a one eye stove. You can kiss me kissing my girl with both eyes closed. Welcome back to part six of a fast conversation about the Fast and Furious. I'm Corbin Zavokal. I'm Jackson Mahirin. And we're almost halfway through. Well, we're just <laughs> over halfway through. I guess officially there's 11 movies, so we're at the six out of 11 point. And uh, how you feeling? Discussing. Oh, almost through it. I feel almost good. This one, you know, story wasn't great, but the action was there. Like in your background, even we got the most amazing moments <laughs> from the movie. I would have to say. Yes, this we will talk about this for sure. Perfect. Um, the quality of these movies continues to decrease from this point, but I think the action cool. becomes only more and more absurd trying yeah. to uh, outdo the previous movie. We've got the tank in this one um, and just wait to see what happens in Furious 7. But first, let's talk Fast and Furious 6 for exactly 10 minutes in 3, 2, 1. All right. I, got, I gotta talk about this scene really quick. Break it out. Let's hear because it. Because I went on like a, we had to pause the movie last <laughs> night and I was like, Captain America doesn't do these kind of feats in the Marvel movies. Like he's doing Spider-Man level stuff and it's just Dom Toretto guys. Like it's not, he's not a superhero, but we're really treating him like one in this. Yeah. I mean, so he jumps from like out of a car. <laughs> A from moving one car side of a freeway to a catches a like woman two lanes of a highway catches a woman mid-air over a, a bridge that is <laughs> suspended you know or like there's a cliff beneath whatever. yeah catches letty and then lands <laughs> on the hood of a car and he's fine he just it breaks up. like he's the okay. windshield and they're like yeah. all right yeah it's all cool um yeah, Dom Toretto, I mean, he is an absolute god. I mean, he's been known to, like, grab people and catch people. That's he, kind he of does his specialty. But the uh, the launching himself, I mean, that's... And you know, to lot. be fair, in this movie, like, The Rock was jumping down multiple stories onto moving cars, like... And then, like, Letty did it at one point, too, and it's like... All right, I guess this is what we do now. It's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, the one thing that I do like about this movie is that they like kind of acknowledge the absurdity of it to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. You even have like after their first run in with the Shaws uh, or with Shaw and his crew, mm -hmm. um, Tyrese is like, dude, what the fuck? My car flipped over. This is like some James Bond shit. Yeah. And then even later, uh, they say to Dom, they're like, you started out robbing DVD players in Los Angeles and then you stole a hundred million dollars from the Brazilian yeah. cartel. And now you're trying to fuck with me. Like, come on. Uh, but 
it it is uh some really good action for sure um let's start with the beginning of the movie which because i think it's interesting instead of opening with a big heist we have a race between dom and uh brian yeah it's a race to get to a birth which is (laughs) yeah amazing what do you think about the uh entrance of the baby into the franchise i mean it didn't get a lot of love in this picture no, you know, the baby's fine. I remember seeing clips from other movies with the baby, and now I'm realizing that that might be this baby, which is, like, <laughs> super weird and awesome. Uh, I think. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, and the baby looked really old for how <laughs> old. Like, it Like it looked like a, like a one-and-a-half-year-old. It, it was in there for a while. It was longer than nine months. <laughs> that baby Extra was gestation. gestating for sure. <laughs> um, I do love the, the Vin Diesel soon as you walk through that door your entire life's gonna change like you you can't and then like no that's not true like, we're gonna go back and start doing car shit and right then, like, away vin diesel like being like oh he's gotta love american muscle like they're trying to like it's the whole thing through the movie that's their competition oh he's a toretto he's gonna love this car right here it's so funny um and then right after that we get a title sequence that's mm-hmm. like replaying all the moments from the previous movies oh yeah with a fantastic song underneath a little Wiz Khalifa ludicrous action um I think the best song of all the uh Fast and Furious soundtrack songs and I think maybe the best soundtrack I did have this one on CD really was playing it in the car for uh quite a while following the release of this wow i mean i still think tokyo drift takes the cake on the soundtrack and that's like the only redeeming thing about that movie so that is fair that is fair (laughs) um i would say i will say like i saw this movie like fast five in theaters but the Mm -hmm. thing was i had seen fast and five I had seen Fast Five in theaters. I saw that post-credit scene. I had to wait a year or however long (laughs) to find out how Letty was back and alive. So like, I would say this movie and seeing this movie was probably the most hype I was ever about this franchise. Like this moment. It is Um, a twist for sure. I don't think it necessarily lived up to it. (laughs) No, not really. Um, Just forgot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Let's talk about Letty's death. I mean, obviously I think it's great that they bring her back. We talked about, bring her back we talked about how it's a little bit of a, a fridging scenario in, in fast yeah. four when they kill her off um but yeah what just talk to me what do you think about her uh, return to the franchise and her use in this movie well i do think it's really funny that he like vin diesel first of all is like back with the cop from the last <laughs> elena movie. yeah yeah and like then like halfway through i was like wait what about her and then like at the very end it's like it's okay and she's like thanks for keeping him company while yeah i was gone the whole and thing they were is fine like, with it She's like hanging out with Mia, watching the kid, basically. I guess playing housewife. So <laughs> and weird. And then, and then, yeah, she comes up and she's—he's like, "You could stay, you know." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I noticed that. Uh, nah, I'm, I'm like, gonna leave. Hey, come on. Even in the family, Tyre- you know? Tyrese and Ludacris was like, "Oh, now that's hot." <laughs> <laughs> Their dynamic in this movie is amazing too. But yeah, back back to Letty. I I think. Uh, you know, like the the whole like oh, I just didn't remember it was like fine or whatever. But like whenever they switch teams, now that was like ooh, I'm I'm on board for that. That was pretty good. Gina Carano, yeah, big fan of hers, right? <laughs> well, because I remember whenever the title was going on, I was like Luke Evans, and I was like Gina Carano. I was like, oh, what? But hey, she looks way different, by the way. She does look way different. Um. Like a regular she's a, human. She's a villain now, just like in real life. So. That's true. <laughs> Not I a say, great though, twist. The, 
she is very good at uh like action like fight choreography stuff like you can tell that wrestlers are in this project because like the hand-to-hand combat in this movie i think is pretty decent it's really well done and it's there's some cool like moments like it's it's done throughout the franchise i love the like tunnel subway chase scene fight that was really good you know uh tyrese and uh Han get that they're fucking shit kicked out of him yeah. and like let's never talk about this <laughs> um I will say with Letty's death scene they like explain how it happened but it still doesn't really make sense because they were like he's like who did I bury and he's like I don't know <laughs> it wasn't Letty and then Mother's Milk or whatever like it shows this yes. where he like shoots the and car shoots and the she gas. flies off down the cliff but then they're like yeah, it turns out she was fine. Like she was in a, we found her in a hospital two days later. And it's like, yeah. you didn't go check that she was dead. Like why? Just bad work from them all around. Um, Amnesia, just the best trope. Yeah, I mean, it's a classic move. Um, at the end of this movie, she doesn't remember still, um, which will be interesting to see how that uh, plays out moving forward for you. Yeah, it's a, it's a real Gamora situation, you know? What do you, what do you think about Luke Evans as a villain? I know you said you were excited to see him in the title card. Uh, you know, I was confused because I was like, I this don't think this is, I was like, when Shaw showing up? Because I must have missed them calling him Shaw for a while. And then like halfway through the movie, they're like, Shaw. And I was like, oh, I guess he's Shaw. Um, yeah, it's yeah, fine. It's the like brother his brother, fake right? out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. cool. I mean, he's a good actor and he's he looks like a bad guy from a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, he's I mean, a classic obviously- car that flips stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, obviously, like when you look at the franchise as a whole and like what the Shaws become and will become over the next couple movies, this is kind of like a weird transitional in between one where it's like he's the fake out for the real big bad that we're about to see. Um, Great. Uh, with the the other Shaw, he does mention his brother early in the movie where he talks about having a code. I actually really like that scene between him and Dom. You know, he talks about how his code of family is going to end up hurting him, and it does when Mia gets captured. And then this whole idea of like Shaw's code being precision. And, and you know um whatever costs and then of course you get the great sniper standoff to finish it off as well yeah insane post-credit scene did you watch it uh yes yes and they recontextualize <laughs> han's death uh it, it all makes sense now I, yeah it doesn't make sense like sure like it's stupid but like i gotta say i actually didn't mind it as much as i thought like i thought it was gonna bother me way more but that was kind of cool yeah, I mean, I think it is a, definitely a cool moment where, like, they're connecting everything back together. Giselle obviously dies. Gal Gadot gets killed in this. Which, insane also. Her death <laughs> is so funny. She, like, jumps off of this moving car and is, like, shooting. And then she just kind of fades into gray. Like, you don't see her, like, hit the ground or <laughs> and anything. And Mia's like, where's Giselle? <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, shit, she is gone. Also, did not realize she was Giselle until after she died and they were asking for it. I, like, I, <laughs> I guess that's it. her name. I didn't know. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, any final thoughts about this movie? What else you got, Jackson? Uh, I laughed so hard when the plane exploded and then Vin Diesel just shoots out in his car. <laughs> super badass. And then immediately is just, he's turning, he's falling and it's just spinning. And it's it was so cool and then immediately not cool in a funny way that I just loved. The last thing I want to talk about um the final scene where they're all back together at the house the rock pulls mm-hmm. up you know he goes uh Ty- ludicrous goes hey mia you better hide the baby or tyrese goes hey Mia, you better hide the baby oil and the dwayne johnson goes you better hide that big ass forehead <laughs> improvised line from the abby rock told in me that about moment. this I-, I knew actually did a spit take so there you go shout out abby it is funny yeah Classic. shout out abby she knew title rank 
Where would you put Fast and Furious Six? Kind of lame. Like kind if you're gonna go one, to it maybe? now, okay? Because like it should have been this naming convention the whole time, right? Because I mean, th- this is the one that makes the most sense. But now, now you're doing it at six. Name bottom. I don't, I don't care what the last one is, but below it. All right, it's they're tough. good guys. They're facing off against Shaw. What's gonna happen next time? They're gonna freaking become family. I think. Yes, and unfortunately, Paul Walker is going to pass away. Oh my God! Wait, I forgot. Yeah, <gasps> this has been a fast conversation. Wow, about the fast six. <laughs> Beautiful. It's been a long day without you, my friend, and I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. We've come a long way from where we began. Oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again, when I see you again. Welcome back to part seven of a fast conversation about the Fast and Furious. I'm Corbin's vocal. I'm Jackson McHearn. And Jackson and I just watched Furious 7. We're almost to the end. And we're going to talk exactly for 10 minutes about Furious 7. Jackson, you've never seen it. Are you ready to get into it? I am so ready. Let's go. This is a big one, and we're starting in three, two, one. Obviously, we got to address the elephant in the room. This movie is the final installment featuring Paul Walker after his mm-hmm. tragic death in November 30th of 2013. I did want to kind of lay out a couple timeline things for you just to okay. kind of set the stage. So they were doing Fast and Furious 6 in April of 2013. They were in the middle of post-production and Universal really wanted to push out a sequel, get it moving super fast. Um, and because of that, Justin Lin decided to not return for Furious 7 because he was in the middle of post-production and they wanted him to be doing pre-production for the movie at the same time. Gotcha. He couldn't really make that work. So they hired James Wan, obviously known for the Saw franchise, Conjuring, yeah. all that. Um, great director, bringing in another right. horror director. Um, to do this movie and so they hire him in april of 2013 uh and it finally in uh september of 2013 is when they begin principal photography so they shoot Mm -hmm. for about two months paul walker passes away they take a quick break um they announce at the end of december that they are still going to have the movie come out and it's going to come out in the summer of 2015 they resumed filming april 1st so that's six months five months after his death um they shot for another eight weeks they used peter jackson's wedded digital visual effects house you know they made Gollum, caesar and planet of the apes all of the you know best visual effects of the early 2000s um they were really restrained with what they were able to do so then they brought in paul walker's actual brothers to do a lot of stand-in so they didn't have to recreate his entire body um yeah. and instead just do face replacements with either um, old footage they had or digitally do it. And then I think mm-hmm. there was an actor, actor John Brothen, Brotherton, who they also brought in. So those three did about 350 visual effects shots that they had to reshoot and replace with Paul Walker. Wow. Um, and then I think like 260 of them were just all computer generated faces. And then about 90 was like actual footage of mm-hmm. Paul Walker's face from the previous movies or outtakes and such. Yeah. What did you think about the way they handled his death? Honestly, I thought they handled it really well. I'm all for like a hero riding off into the sunset. So like literally that, into the literally. Sunset. <laughs> yeah, they really do that <laughs> to the tune um, of Wiz Khalifa and Charlie Puth, of course. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. That song rocked the airwaves back in high school. Like it was a huge part of my drive home. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like given the circumstances, they handled it really well. As far as like replacing a, a, a deceased actor with like a digital replacement, this to me feels like the most like honorable they got his way brothers to do, to do it. Yeah, yeah. It feels. Have you seen these guys? Jackson? No, do they look like exactly alike? If you took both of them and put them together, you would get <laughs> it's Paul him. Walker. It's like really well. they're each have half okay. of them. Yeah, so and they, honest, it works. Yeah, I think it works really well. Again, I do think it's like honorable, but also I feel like I didn't really notice like a real change of pace of like his inclusion. Like you can tell that Vin Diesel is like kind of like the head of the movie, but that's kind of felt like where it was going anyways for these past couple movies. Yeah, um, he definitely takes a bit of a step back, but that's yeah. kind of what they've been setting up slowly exactly. throughout. Like, it feels um, pretty natural to me. Yeah, there, there's a couple scenes where it's just like, if you're really paying attention, mm-hmm. like, you can see the the, the scenes yeah. a little bit. And especially, like, if you think about, okay, well, they're shooting the back of his head a lot in this scene. I noticed scene. that like, at it, one like, point. There's a couple would, of those, yeah. but in general, I agree. I think they handled it really well. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, given the circumstances, this is the best they could do, I would say. I agree. And no, I totally agree. I think it's much better, like you said, to have him ride off into the sunset rather than to have him die. Mm-hmm. Or just like ride him out completely. Because I, I could assume that was a conversation at one point. Oh, yeah. too. Like, do we just reshoot without his character at all? Or So I, I don't know. I feel like this was like the best, probably, probably the best way to do it. Now, and of course, like, I don't want to like, Universal was being greedy, trying to push out the next sequel. But had they not like been pushing on Furious Seven, they probably would have never they, filmed they anything. Have, and, yeah, you know, exactly. Who knows what happened? So, um, I guess they're considerate lucky that they were at least you know get things started. And um, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, rest in peace, Paul Walker. Very unfortunate yes. situation. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the rest of this movie. Um, what else did you think about it? <laughs> uh, the rest of this movie <laughs> is also insane. Like. I love that it's heartfelt and sweet at the end, and it really is. But, like, everything else is so crazy in the most fun way. The Rock breaking out of his cast is something that I knew was going to happen and have been so excited to see. Um, so He's really sidelined in this one as well. He really is, early And then Mm -hmm. comes back later. I think he filmed – he was filming something – first and he came to filming a little bit later so maybe they had planned that but mm-hmm. um obviously in this next movie we'll talk about the him and vin diesel feud uh that yeah. begins to happen throughout. is this is this the movie where their lineup shot is just like so, insane well okay we talked about that apparently that final shot of furious six where they're like mm-hmm. looking yeah, in yeah, different yeah. directions that was not filmed together and yeah. it was part of the beginning stage of it mm-hmm. this one they i mean they really don't have any scenes together yeah they don't by virtue all. of the story um, it kind of works out. Eight is the one where they're completely separated the entire film, except for one scene where they filmed it separately. Do you think that this, do you think they wrote them out in this to like maybe accommodate to that weird feud that they had? Or was that just coincidental? I definitely would say it probably played a part in it yeah. as well. Um, but no spoilers for future movies. We'll, we'll cool. talk more. I'm about, excited. For we'll that. talk more about the rock and such. Um, this one's really interesting because like, the they're fully good good guys again like they're not like since six like they're it's over they're gonna be heroes they returned home to la Mm -hmm. they've got everything good going for them which i think is for being like a big box office hit for like families to get people to that's kind of the angle you have to take yeah you can't have them still be international criminals around seven i kind of liked it but i get it yeah like it's kind of a weird twist when you start to think about it but you know whatever Owen Shaw, the man, mm-hmm. Jason Statham, finally in this movie. What did you think about him as the big bad? He was fun. He was charismatic. He was 
talking shit, but he backed it up at the same time. What about he, when him and Vin Diesel played chicken with each other and drove their cars straight into that was each awesome. other like six times? That was great. <laughs> um, yeah, like like the whole like sending the bomb to the to the house, which is like, man, that's that's pretty hardcore, you know. Um, oh, and yeah. then, like pairing that up with like the phone call from like the retcon that took place in the Tokyo Han, Drift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's so much going on there that I actually really liked. Um, but yeah, I thought he was cool. I'm really curious to see how we uh, see him in like a spinoff with The Rock, but should be cool. Yeah, well, and then the cool thing is like, these movies are so much about family, so it makes sense to make like your villains also like a family. A family. <laughs> um, and we will continue to get deeper yeah. into their uh, parents and such in, in further movies. So look forward then, to like, that. Yeah, you have this whole fight like on like the the parking garage towards the end where like they have like pipes, like they're like lead pipes or something. And it's <laughs> they, almost this is a street fight <laughs> and with it's metal almost, bars. And it's almost supposed to elicit like a like a lightsaber duel. Um but it's yeah, it's, it's like they're like knights so fucking fighting with swords. It, yeah. This movie's crazy. And then like you have like <laughs> You have Dom like Hulk smash the the parking garage and a piece of it like falls like a floor <laughs> down. It's like, all right, cool. Like we're just doing this now. Well, and then of course the big stun, I think the one that everybody calls back in this movie is the yeah. building jump in, yeah. in Abu Dhabi. Uh, of course we get Ronda Rousey right before that. But I mean, the she building jump is too. She's not good in acting, she, I will say. say. I, I was shocked at how low the bar could go past Gal Gadot and Vin Diesel. I was I was really shocked. But um, physically, as a performer, she works. She's like, great. She's in totally. the same thing. She's like just like a WWE, obviously real UFC. Not stuff, as but like, good. It's the same but yeah. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Movie has Kurt Russell. He gets the and title card. What did you think of Mr. Nobody's appearance? I, I don't think he should be in these movies. <laughs> I feel like he's too good for these. Um and then, like, he's so cheesy in this, too. Like, the whole, like, reveal of the Kevlar. And then, like, the camera just pans down to his other bullet wound where he, like, wasn't protected. <laughs> it's so stupid. But, yeah, I don't know. He's, like, he was campy in a way that I was, like, okay, is he going to turn? Like, he's is he, like, a secret bad guy in this? And he wasn't. And it was just, like, all right, I, I guess you're just in and out. Yeah, it's the weird thing of, like, you're bringing in your huge star mm -hmm. to like fit into this like special secret agent world yeah. and James Bondy science fiction type stuff. Yeah. It, it just doesn't work as well. He will again return as everyone right. does. So look forward to that. Any final thoughts on this movie? Um, I love that the cross just keeps getting like re-gifted to that people. And it's just like, where is this thing staying? Like it, it is just constantly moving around. Yeah. Well, and also because it's kind of like confusing you're like how does statham even have it and like they end up showing you and explaining it but like yeah it's like what how does how is how does dom even keep ending up with this thing it's so dumb and i feel like he doesn't even want it he's trying to give it away it's true it doesn't seem like he does all right furious seven is the official title of this movie where would you rank that amongst the others oh i'm so i wish i remembered where our list is right now <laughs> currently the fast and the furious too fast too furious fast five tokyo drift Fast and Furious, and then Fast and Furious Six is the worst. So Furious Seven, I'd put it a, a just below Tokyo Drift. All right, I like it. And what's going to happen in eight as the timer is going off? Uh, the is the Rock in this one more? Is it a Rock and Vin showdown? We'll see what happens. There's Maybe. ice. I'll say that. <laughs> oh wait, I know so much about this one, actually. There's a submarine. I I I've seen clips. I've seen clips. <laughs> Love it. Look forward to that. Furious, Fate of the Furious. And then 
Hobbs and Shaw. Wow. Exciting. Welcome back to part eight of a fast conversation about the Fast and Furious. I'm Corbin's vocal. I'm Jackson Mahirin. And we just watched The Fate of the Furious. And we're going to talk for eight. For eight. We're going to talk for exactly. This was the prime time of the puns. Uh, We really wanted Fast 10, your Mm seatbelts, but we didn't get that. Yeah. Um, But Fate of the Furious today for exactly 10 minutes. As always, you ready to get into it? Let's do it. All right, setting the timer on my phone right now. And obviously, we have to start with the iconic line in three, two, one. Dominic Toretto just went rogue. Jackson, what do you think about Dom being the villain of this movie? I was not suspecting it. It was crazy because we just got everybody like fully, you know, they're, they're not bad guys. Everyone's together. We talked about last time. And uh, we were like, all right, we're doing something different. And I was like, what is the uh, the appeal? And I knew there was a baby in this movie. I never would have assumed it was his baby. What? <laughs> Such a twist. Did you expect to see uh, the Brazilian woman back in these movies? I was, you know, we've talked about it, how it's like this weird love triangle that they got up, but then they just killed her. So, you know, it didn't really, it it didn't really matter as much. And, and Letty can be the new mother to Dom's child. Super Name, weird. Of course, Brian. Brian, which again is funny because like in their universe, he's alive. It's not like they're honoring the dead, but like... It was sweet, right. but I don't know. Yeah, well, that, that gets into the kind of one of the core conceits with them, like continuing to make movies following mm-hmm. the passing of Paul Walker where you can't have him in. Like, if you had a situation where Dom legitimately went bad and was like fighting against, you're telling me you wouldn't bring in Brian? Like, I know they have their little one-off yeah. line where like, we said we'd never we bring him back into wouldn't. But like, okay. come on, this would be the, it's the same thing as like Letty dying and then bring them back together in four. Like, this would be something enough to get brian back yeah absolutely but whatever um this movie is the one where the feud between ben diesel and the rock became public during the production of it um dwayne johnson made a post on instagram where he called his an unspecified male cast member a bunch of candy asses uh particularly referring to vin diesel most likely i I think tyrese got involved a little bit and was throwing some shots as well but at who rock at, at the rock Wow. Um, the Rock and Vin Diesel did not film a single scene together. They were not on set at the same time at all for this entire That's movie. That's crazy. That's kind of, to be fair, they're not in a lot of scenes, but yeah. the like one or two that they are completely separate, edited in post. They did the the Marvel Wanda uh, Wanda and Multiverse of Madness with John Gazinski thing. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, yeah, I guess I didn't think about it this much. It, it wasn't super distracting this time. Well, the thing about this movie is they're in the car so much. Like, I would imagine most of these actors didn't film together because it's yeah. so much of them just in a car with the in green a screen behind them, faking dialogue. And this movie also has way more violence than any other, way more death than any other, and some fucking Michael Bay-type explosions. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about some of these set pieces. What do you think? I mean, you knew about the submarine, obviously. But the submarine was cool. It, it was fun. I'm trying to think. Was there anything in the early stuff that was, like, Well, the huge? opening... Well, this is the thing. I, I made a list of all the kind of crazy things that happened. I mean, the opening scene, Dom is driving a on-fire car 
backwards. Yeah, that is and sick. That is jumps really cool. out of it and it flips off a cliff in Cuba and explodes midair, which is insane. that was cool. I did think that was sick. Um, when they robbed the place in Berlin, there's the giant wrecking ball with a smiley face. And then mm-hmm. when uh, Dom attacks the motorcade, they they rain like 50 cars. Yes, that building. that was crazy. Which, I remember there's a great, you can find it online. There's a great video of them like filming that practically. Like they were actually like launching cars oh, off wow. the building. So there's, there is some cool stuff in this for sure. That's, it's interesting that it's practical because it looked parts of it, not all of it. <laughs> Whenever they're like in like the the stampede of cars, like it looked very CGI for like the first time, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, there's this is the one where like you can see the seams in some of the like yeah. big CGI set pieces. Uh, this was directed by F. Gary Gray. Are you familiar with his work at all? I looked at his stuff. He did Straight Outta Compton, which is like a pretty good movie, I guess. It's like it's all the right. type of movie that gets you a fast. Movie. Furious yeah right after, and then right? he did what was the other one he Men did in black weird. international yeah that's right travesty. yeah terrible uh really bad he has uh, a bad record i think unfortunately yeah it, it's unf- i mean it's it's one of those people that just gets sucked into the franchise world that it's like why couldn't you keep making things more akin yeah. to straight out of compton um scott eastwood is essentially paul walker's replacement he's in bad in this <laughs> he's I, not I don't bad. like his addition he is not charming at all. Like he's kind of just an asshole the entire movie. And he sits at the family table and it's like, I don't really get why your family. Belong. He doesn't yeah. belong. He sits at the fa- family table where they drink Budweiser's and not Corona. Did you notice that? I did not notice that. I picked up on the Coke ad in the very beginning, but that was, I didn't notice the Bud. Yeah, That's interesting. I, I was trying to do some research and I couldn't find specifics about why, but like, I think it was literally like this is the movie where they like sold out and they were like Budweiser paid enough money. Stella Artois, we're I think doing it's it. a little bit of a product placement. Yeah. We're doing no Coronas, um, which I think is like plays into like why this is one of the worst fast. Like it just rips all the emotion and heart out of the franchise in a certain way. There's no like Coronas. Cold CGI. There's no Coronas. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> so Kurt Russell's back in this one again, playing Mr. Nobody. This time he gets the with kurt russell credit uh yeah. what did you think about nobody returning he is just like such a comic book character that like he i i don't know i have no opinions on him he's just kind of there and he's fine and it's yeah it's fine i don't know the he just doesn't belong credit, in these. yeah it, it's a little confusing the and credit in this movie goes to charlize theron who is actually mm-hmm. ostensibly our real villain uh, of course she has some wonderful problematic braids what do you think about Charlie yeah, as the villain? <laughs> I did not recognize her at first because I was so distracted by the dreads um, or just like the really tight braids. And then I think she switches her hair like throughout the movie a little bit, right? Like I feel yeah. like she doesn't have those the whole time. Then I start and I'm like, oh, that's Charlize. Shout out Very Cypher. Strange. Great villain. Cypher. Uh, but she steals God's eye right in the beginning of this movie because of course they have to you know, take away that. <laughs> that. Yeah, it is kind of interesting too that like this movie... Uh, talks about like the dangers of self-driving cars a little bit that can get hacked and you need the guy behind the wheel you know that's that's the message of this it's not about all the fancy cars it's about who's behind the wheel and you know that's that's all right you know it's kind of a message it's a good message for sure yeah uh helen mirren as jason statham's mom uh sure kind of confusing (laughs) this movie does a lot of like kind of just like throws you into the middle of things and like expects because like that scene is not explained at all like Vin Diesel just like shows up and he's like you know she's like you know who I am right and he's like yes I do um that's why yeah a lot of weird world building stuff like that uh 
Statham though, the baby fight, I think that's incredible. And it's like, it's exactly great. Why it is really funny. Statham is in these movies. It's why yeah. they did Hobbs and Shaw. Like he at his best is an incredible physical action star. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the strongest moments of this movie. It's just like very light, but fun. And uh, yeah, it's very wholesome. It's about family, you know, gets at the core. <laughs> As always, there's a connection to family. Uh, any final thoughts about this movie, Jackson? Uh, you know, I don't know. It was just fine. It was pretty boring for most of the movie. Yeah, and this is definitely one where you get caught up looking at your phone. <laughs> yeah, lot. yeah. I don't know. I don't have a ton of great things to say about this one. Yeah, I mean, The Rock says some bitch a lot, and I think that is just incredible. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's fine. I think he's strongest whenever he is like in the oh, what is what the game plan? Whenever he's mm. doing like that fatherly role, it, it's good for him. But yeah, I, I think that stuff really works, and we get to play into that a little bit more in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, we cut out a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Um, so title rank Jackson. The fate of the furious. Where do you think this? Are you a fan of the the play, the the uh, F eight? You know, if they if they were brave enough to call it just F eight, like fate, I think that would be kind of cool. But I don't know. I didn't like it as much. My big thing is like, what is the fate of the furious really yeah, have like, to do with anything that happens they, in this? Movie? They tried to like shoehorn fate in, and it's like nothing about this feels predetermined like nothing like the franchise wasn't leading up to this in some way that like felt like it deserved that title it was just yeah, kind of stupid it's really strange um so we'll start at the bottom is it better than fast and furious 6 as a title yes is it better than fast and furious the fourth movie probably yeah is it better than furious 7 no i don't, I don't think, think so, so either i think that's a good place to put the yeah. fate of the furious um Last thing, you didn't watch Hobbs and Shaw, did you? I did not watch Hobbs okay, and Shaw. Okay, what is going to happen in Hobbs and Shaw? Uh, it's weird because, like, I feel like in the trailer, they pin them against each other way more. But, like, I feel like they should be cool with each other now to the point where I don't really see what, like, the issue is. But they're going to beef. They're going to fight Idris Elba, which I do remember. He, he calls himself the Black Superman in the trailer, and he <laughs> has, like, superpowers. So we're finally just, like taking that half step of commitment and just saying that there's superpowers in this. So. You are absolutely right. Legitimately, Idris Elba is superhuman <laughs> in this next movie. And it also features the man who has to appear in every big blockbuster in some sort of cameo or role, Brian Reynolds. The timer's Ooh. going off. Interesting. And we'll look forward to uh, Hobbs and Shaw for our next conversation. Fantastic. Welcome back to part nine of a fast conversation about the Fast and Furious. I'm Corbin Zavokal. I'm Jackson Mahiran. And we just watched Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw. I believe there you the go. Correct. Yeah. I, I was just going to say Hobbs and Shaw, but I wanted to get it right. And we're going to talk about it for exactly 10 minutes because this is Fast and Furious Presents a Fast Conversation about Hobbs and Shaw. Spinoff. Um, Jackson, are you ready for this special edition in the Fast Conversation? I'm so ready. What are we doing differently this time? 
Um, <laughs> Nothing? Sweet. I have to do like seven workouts and you have to do a British accent. Ready? And Oy. three, two, one, 10 minutes on the clock. Go. Hobbs and Shaw, what do you think? Spin off. Uh, my first reaction is the music is terrible and i oh, thought God. that was funny because that was, we both had very similar points on our letterbox reviews the music is so bad in this movie and you know um, we've we've noted in these previous conversations that fast and furious known for their music at points i mean yeah. iconic soundtracks obviously tokyo drift the classic song mm-hmm. but this one is just like a, a dive off a cliff into a it's weird so bad house edm bad pop it sucks and it, it's really really awful so yeah, and I mean I think that signifies the movie as a whole to a certain degree. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of crazy that, that this director did like I think the the uh, what Deadpool two and David David Bullet Leach. Train. This yeah. is the the original uh, half of John Wick. You know the one the one guy stuck with John Wick and he he did the next three movies and this yeah. guy went off and did Deadpool two and such. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting. I mean, you have Ryan Reynolds. Uh, should we talk about that? Yeah, holy shit. I for, I literally just forgot about the cameos until just now. Like the Ryan Reynolds bit and the Kevin Hart bit were so misplaced. Like none of this feels like Fast and the Furious in a, in a sense of like, it, it made me mad. I was like, this isn't what this is about. Like this is, I don't know, sacrilegious almost to be doing a movie that like isn't really Fast and the Furious at all. The franchise has become a totally different thing from what it started as, obviously, but I do agree this doesn't really contain that same heart or even style or intentionality that the original franchise has. Now, when we talk about the next one, F9, I think it's kind of the exact same thing to a certain degree. Um, Fate was the last gasp of breath. And, you know, like I said, with the lack of uh, Coronas, it it was the dying wish. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds, he probably was there for two days to film this three days I don't yeah. know. He's, in, he's in one location just to basically talk on the phone i think this movie is well it's not a fast and furious movie it's like the bad version of a lot of things we've seen before yeah. it's like a bad winter soldier it's like uh, a bad gi joe even though the gi joe movies it's, aren't even yeah. good it's a bad mission impossible um i think the rock compares it to terminator but this is oh geez in the movie he he refers to idris Elba at least as the terminator and this is gotcha. nowhere near, at least that quality Idris Elba as Black Superman. What did you think about that, Jackson? Uh, you know, honestly, going into these movies, I was kind of really excited about this one because I know it's like so stupid and fun. This one wasn't really smart. It was it wasn't stupid either. I guess it was just like mind-numbingly bad. It definitely wasn't uh, fun. It wasn't fun at all. Um, and Idris Elba was kind of disappointing. Like I thought he would be really cool, but his whole thing is just like I. I can throw people really far and I don't feel pain. And there's like a bioweapon or something that I'm trying to get. And there's viruses, really uh, Vanessa Kirby. It, she's there. Yes. And she's fun. I actually do kind of like her, but like they kind of do this weird, like, Oh, there is this Illuminati and I work for them and I'm good. And it's, or like, he's trying to like seem as if he's like this cool guy. It's so weird. Like they're bringing too many stuff, too many elements into this that just don't work at all. And there's not, this movie kind of ends in a cliffhanger. Like, there's not a resolution at the end of this yeah. film necessarily. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's so leading bad. into to more potential franchise uh, opportunities. We get a lot of the Statham family expansion here. More Helen yeah. Mirren. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about her in this? In jail. She's, it's 
fine. I don't like I have no need to like build out this Statham family as much as we do, but I know we still do it and we're gonna keep going probably. But it, it at its core, it's a story of family. I guess at the very least it's it's sticking to the fast and furious roots there. Yeah. Um the only cool thing I like about Idris Elba is his bike, the you know, the remote control like that is that is so sick. true, actually. The bike stuff, right? were really cool i will give you that that is maybe the best thing that came out of this like where it was like kind of like dragging him along at one point and like change shape a little bit I yeah thought that was cool. it, it does some like akira akira slides like yeah, it, yeah it's a lot of fun uh other than that it's it's stupid. nothing new the final standoff like in the rain in the rocks rain i i don't know it's it's lame it's boring yeah i haven't i think i saw this movie in theaters in 2019 i hadn't seen okay. it since um i went with my buddy jake ross friend of the pod been on many times uh i'm pretty sure he fell asleep in the middle of the movie Fair. just just it's long it not feels great really long i don't know about yeah you, but... uh it feels long and you know what we're only five minutes into this conversation and i i really don't even have a lot more to talk about it it's funny can i say something yeah yeah, yeah. What else too many game of thrones references okay i actually did that was insane a spoiler to at the end yeah they they talk about game of thrones way too much and it's kind of crazy that like game of thrones is not in the zeitgeist anymore as far as like everyday conversation but like well, that's it, the thing. It's like it dates itself so much 2019 right and this also gets into the thing of like the deadpool ryan reynolds like pop culture reference it's so bad a mile a minute yeah. Uh, you've got to, you know, spit out all these, you know, let's go with the Game of Thrones stuff. Let's say Terminator. Let's say uh, I'm Black Superman, like very yeah. on the nose, obvious joke stuff that isn't as successful. Bullet Train, another uh, David Leach film classic. I, I like that one significantly more than I enjoy this one. I don't think Bullet Train's like art or anything, but like, I don't know. <laughs> I think the cast of that one in, in ensemble nature makes a little bit more successful. More fun. Yeah. And it's just like, more interesting premise you're stuck on a train this this one has the entire world to go to and um it's just kind of boring let's talk about the samoa set piece at the end what do you think about that now i am just a white guy but i can't help to feel that it seemed racist to me i i don't know like there something about it just felt very very odd and like I don't know. The like we have to use traditional Samoan weapons to fight off the bad guys. You know, because... yeah, it's an interesting take on like not we're gonna do a gunless third act in a yeah. 2019 American action blockbuster that is one of the largest grossing franchises globally. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of thought that goes into that. But it's just weird, like like you said, and I'm not sure quite how that plays. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know, like Again, I don't know anything about it, so like I'm not gonna. I, it just seemed strange to me, in a way that didn't feel like respectful. But maybe it was. I don't know. We get some great rock holding up a whole helicopter moments out of this, though. Grabbing the chain, yeah, full Captain America stuff. And you know what? He's not cybernetically enhanced, so he's just a man. That's true. <laughs> Beautiful what else stuff. is there to talk about this? Well, we do have one thing that we have to talk about. Okay. Ranking the title, Jackson. Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Where do you where do you think that goes? Uh, I can what's, start at the bottom here. Yeah, what's at the bottom? So of course the the worst one, Fast and Furious Six, is our worst. I I'd put it above that. I think. Okay. Fast and Furious. Fast Ampersand Furious, the fourth movie. 
Yeah, I'd put it above that. Okay. Fate of the Furious. No, Fate of the Furious is is okay. I think that's Too better good. than Hobbs Too and Shaw. All right, Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. Now, here's the thing, Jackson. Uh-huh. Normally, at the end of these fast conversations, I ask you, you know, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. In Fast Nine, but this is a this is a spinoff, right? This is the Hobbs and Shaw franchise. So, what when they do the inevitable Statham Rock reunion movie? What do we get? Will we? Do you think Idris Elba comes back? Who's an actor that maybe fits into this world more as just the, you know, the Fast X world? Um, give me your thoughts. I'm trying to think because like nothing, nobody that dad? fits. Is he dead? I mean, we of oh Jason back. Statham's dad. Yeah, that could work. Yeah, who would you do for that? Like an Pierce Brosnan. That wouldn't honestly. That'd be so on brand for the type of role. He's probably not old enough. That's the thing. I mean, I don't. Old he's pretty old Brian? now. He was Alan he's like white 77. And, yeah, he was like white haired in uh Black Adam. He looked pretty old. 70. I mean, it could yeah, work. Yeah, I mean, that could work. Daniel Craig. <laughs> he's not no, enough, don't but... keep him out of those. He's too good. I don't know. Like also just like the action in this movie, I didn't find to be very exciting. So, like, maybe if you could just like up it, like so much of it of this movie was like ooh, look at The Rock beat up these guys. And now he's going to stare at Jason Statham and he's going to beat up guys. And then he's going <laughs> to stare back at him. And like it like it truly reminded me of like kids hitting action figures together, but like in the slowest, most uninteresting way possible. And I don't know. I don't know how you fix that other than like get somebody else maybe. I don't know if he's like attached to these projects going forward or if he has like the stakes, like the rights to to do these if he wants to. Oh, you know, it's interesting because like there, I feel like there is some interesting directorial choices at the beginning of the movie. There's some like yeah. split screen stuff. Like I thought that was cool. I actually that's did not, like that stuff. It's not the action that's not working, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's I think where it fails. Like you said, this is an action movie. It's a big blockbuster. And when that stuff is weak and it doesn't work, it nobody wants to watch it. It's yeah. And for especially for two hours and twenty minutes. We finally hit our 10 minute mark. Thank goodness. We're gonna talk F9. I'm sure this one that one's gonna be even better. Hell Honestly. yeah. Moving on, speeding through the fast lane. They say I know magic, how my wheels change. They don't see what I see. Go against the game, you know it's past me. Zero to honey, you know I'm on over. Play with my dog, you know I'm on Bang, bang. Oh, I already started the timer. Shouldn't do that. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to part 10 of a fast conversation about Fast and Furious. I'm Corbin Zavokal. I'm Jackson Mahirin. Jackson and I just watched F9, the ninth movie in the Fast and Furious franchise. I guess the 10th, but you know what we're talking about. We're talking about it for 10 minutes. A fast conversation. Our final part before we hit Fast X, the most recent release one, the whole reason we did this series. Are you ready to talk about F9, Jackson? I am so ready. Let's do it. All right, setting the timer for 10 minutes and starting it in three, two, one. This isn't Top Gun, Maverick. I thought, I, I, I know I caught that. I was like, <laughs> oh, man, that aged well. Jackson, what do you think about F9? Um, This movie is also kind of, this movie kind of sucks, but it had some funny things I just needed to talk about right away. The old body doubles, or the young body young. doubles, of Vin Diesel and John Cena were so atrociously bad 
I think it is maybe some of the worst like casting younger versions of actors I've ever seen. John I don't know how you Cena, think. not terrible. I he's think tiny. John Cena was a. He's young. He's like fifteen. I know he's. he's that's supposed fair. To be, that's the thing. It's that's like fair. the guy doesn't look like. Here's the thing. It's a guy who does not look like he's pre-puberty, but I think the idea is that like this guy still has a lot of growing up to do. Yeah, that's so fair. It's like a guy who looks kind of old. He's definitely not yeah. sixteen, but he's playing. He's supposed to be like sixteen. But Vin Diesel's this not the same so man. Bad. This that also sent me down a rabbit hole of like looking at young Vin Diesel, Vin Diesel's hair. Don't do it, guys. Don't Google these pictures. You'll be. Uh, You'll have nightmares. Uh, what else you got? I, <laughs> young body devil's terrible. They they could do a effective cross dissolve between John Cena and his young one, but not I, the face. I could see the body was like very different to me. They have such distinct faces. <laughs> That's true. Um, John Cena being his brother is not something I knew about the character. I didn't know he was going to be his brother. And when you think about it, it's like this is so stupid. Because how did both of these guys who haven't talked for like 20 years and Vin Diesel in the first movie was just a drag racer who also did some heists every now and then. How did his brother also become like this like global threat where everybody knows who he is, but like Dom has never run into him at this point until like just now. Like that's so stupid to me. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, it's just like bullshit of like expanding this world, this family. I mean, it's the same thing with the Stathams. It's like, yeah. Oh, Luke Evans is the bad guy. Oh, nope, his brother is actually the worst yeah. bad guy. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense that Dom's brother is a secret agent when he was just a street level criminal, like you said. Yeah. But at the very least, like, there's the explanation where he's like, well, I told him to like look out for you and send him to like, I, I don't know. He connected Kurt Russell and them. It's weird. Um, the stunts in this one, Jackson. <laughs> uh, first of all, the bridge. Let's talk about the bridge. What did you think about uh, in Monte Quinto, uh, looking like something out of a video game? Card drives over the wooden bridge, falling out behind yes. them, puts it in sixth gear. They make it, and then Vin Diesel. <laughs> goes for the he gets the his the car wheel. tire to like hook onto the bridge and they swing it all the way around and like it holds the weight of the car and the swinging motion and then like they land on the other side well they do a like six flips yeah <laughs> they, yeah they do don't... they roll and yeah. uh they survive and they're fine. And, and in that same scene too, you have John Cena driving off the cliff and then a jet just picking it up. Magnets, man. I got to talk about these magnets, magnet. man. Let's talk about magnets. These What's magnets are so fucking stupid. Um, they Whatever you need them to do, these magnets will do. If you have a car made of metal. They're very like controlled. They don't... Magnets... The thing they're like electromagnetics. You can turn them on and off. Well, even that, it's like you kind of can control them with your mind and the force. Yeah. Like you, you know, <laughs> it if is I turn very it on, the force. <laughs> it does exactly what I want it to. It's not, you know, everything, they don't really work the way the real world would work. No, yeah. It's like, uh, oh, you want, you want it to pick up a car, but not destroy your car from inside whenever you turn it on. It's like, yeah, I can do that. Like, that's fine. Oh, you want to shoot the car out like a big distance, but again, won't mess up any of your internal engines. You want to grab just this little bit of metal, but not necessarily yeah. all the rest it's of like, metal. Oh, so. now in this, you want to turn it on and it'll pull stuff, but it won't hit you. It'll hit the car behind you for some reason. Cause like, th that's how it's working. It's so stupid. Yeah. Um, but it needs to be, it's like, 
they needed like a harpoon object like from previous movies that we've talked about yeah and, like they needed What's to like do a gimmick with them magnets is, is the thing it's <laughs> the thing um cena's doing a lot of jumping from car to car in the final act as well yeah um literally like as the magnets are flipping stuff he's like cgi hens running and jumping and vin's catching him at one point vin drifts his car to hit another car to give cena something to land on yeah he can then jump it's crazy stuff man um and then of course tej and our boy roman (laughs) Roman. they go to space go to fucking outer space it's been much talked about it was hoped for and finally it happened in fast nine did it live up to your uh all your hopes and dreams i gotta say Kind of. I actually kind of liked it. We had <laughs> so we had to like go back to Tokyo Drift and get those characters, and I was like, oh, I fucking hated those guys. In Point this you. one, I really liked the main dude from Tokyo Drift. I forget his name. And black. I thought he worked so well, just being like this Kentucky like mad scientist dude who was in it for like five minutes. I was like, oh, that was great. I needed more of him. And like they just stuck this giant engine on on this car, and then they put it on like a space shuttle type. Maybe it's just a, a regular plane, and they just shoot it into space, and they're in space. And we, I don't think we see them get down or understand how they survive, but they do, and it's kind of cool. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, and they're using a steering wheel to like navigate like three dimensions. Right. Yeah. Space. He's like Lucas is like you know how to drive this thing, and he's like, oh, the thing I do is driving. Like, do you know it's a spaceship? Um, there's a little universal cross promotion. They get called minions at the oh, awesome. by the uh, spaceship or by the members of the International Space Station. It is kind of just left up to our imagination how they get home. Um, I guess we assume they're saved by uh, the teamwork of the United Nations process. Yeah. Um, Charlie's in this movie. Not a great haircut. What were your thoughts? One of the worst haircuts that she's had in this whole. Probably Remind the worst haircut in this whole thing. Um. Yeah, it kind of looks like a penis. It has a penis haircut. If I'm being real, get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> I do like her messing with John Cena. Uh, she calls him Yoda uh, just because he's a that was with his so hand up his stupid. Ass. I hated that scene so <laughs> um, much. And then also is like, you've heard of Kazar Khan? He's Genghis Khan's brother that nobody knows. Nobody it's knows who he is. Just either. getting under skin. John Cena, so great face acting. Uh, Vin Diesel, great face acting. All, all, all fantastic across the board. Yeah. Um. The Coronas are back in this movie, though. The Coronas the are back. It. They show How do we up. Feel? Fine. I, I was kind of like, oh, there's a Corona. You know who else is back in this, though? Mia. Well, yes. And Han. Han returned from the dead. That is so yeah. true. He, he goes to his Mexico. The setup of finding Han with now his new daughter, which is an interesting character to introduce. Totally um, just like. Doesn't make any sense. No. It's. I honestly didn't follow it at all. I was just like, all right, he's back. That's fine. Let's just move on from it, I guess. That's the thing. I don't mind him like being like, oh, Han's alive. He faked his death. It's a stupid thing. But the, the fact that like they try and backdoor some like other plot devices into it as yeah. well. And it's like, oh, also the girl that I have is the key and the MacGuffin of this yeah. movie that we need. It is kind stupid. of funny, too, how like Roman is like having this existential crisis talking about like, how it, it doesn't make sense that they're alive and i was waiting for him to be like are we in a movie like he was just getting so meta with like the plot armor and everyone coming back from the dead and they did yeah. call that out i do like yeah. that you know they're they're getting to the point it's like maybe we are invincible um cardi b's performance in this were you a fan of her i was it was like two seconds and i was like is that cardi b and then 
She was gone. <laughs> she could barely. Um, process. Michael Rooker, what'd you think? <laughs> I love Michael Rooker. Throw him in anything. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, it makes sense that he's in these movies. And then what the fuck is up with that villain guy? I don't even know who he is. The the one that's the weird blonde, gross mustache man. The one who ends up in the body bag of the yeah. post credit scene. I thought that was kind of cool. He sucked, but um, yeah. very strange. He's kind of like a ripoff of the the Alfie Al and John Wick character. Sure. Just a weird, yeah, guy with an accent. Get rid can of I, him. We don't can I him. point out one fun thing about John Cena's character? Zero. The, the zipline scene where he's ziplining. <laughs> that is the longest, most pointless zipline I have ever seen in a movie, maybe. <sighs> Vin Diesel's chasing him down on foot. And at one point, he's, he jumps from a building and just grabs onto him. It's like, why didn't you start ziplining from that building? That one was like way closer. And it's like the same <laughs> angle that you're going for it was Good so ridiculous to fast x that's where we're heading <laughs> 40 seconds on the clock where do you want to rank this title is it better than Hobbs and shaw f9 no f9 kind of sucks i'll put it below Hobbs and shaw okay is it worse than fast and furious no i think it's better than that i i kind of hate that f9 all right we've got one of these left of course until they make three more of these in the future yeah. um and then of course we watch the netflix uh show following Dominic yeah, yeah, yeah. cousin and you know the many further spinoffs let's been there yeah we'll see you in the next one peace uh five four three fast x coming at you soon Two, Welcome back to part 11 of a fast conversation about the Fast and Furious. It's our final part. I'm Corbin Zabokal. I'm Jackson Mahirin. I'm Cody Webb. <laughs> and I'm Abby Finer. Cody is here. Uh, he, we'll, we'll pop in and out on our view, but we are also in the same place. You can see I'm going to throw something. Oh, look at that. It hit him. Wow, that's crazy. We're in the same room. We just watched mm -hmm. Fast X all for the first time, and we're going to talk about it for exactly 20 minutes. Wow. Because there's four of us. Uh, we've obviously never seen this movie. It did just come out in theaters a couple weeks ago at this point, um, but excited to discuss this huge moment in the Fast franchise <laughs> with, with all four of you, or all four of us. Mm -hmm. Should we get into it? Let's do it. All right. Setting the timer for 20 minutes. A real fast conversation, and we begin. Jackson, what did you think? 20 minutes for $20 to pay for this movie. So true. Shout um, out to TV. <laughs> pretty expensive. Uh, this movie was okay. It's weird doing this in front of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was not the biggest fan. It's definitely better than Fast 9, which we just reviewed. Um, but mostly nothing happens, but Jason Momoa is amazing in it. High praise for the villain. That's, totally. a, that's a hot take. What do you think, Abby? Were you a Momoa fan? I think that Momoa was simultaneously eating and giving me the ick. <laughs> it, he was, it's a fine line. Yeah. <laughs> it was really hard to figure out what, what he was doing that I liked and what he was doing that I didn't. But overall, a fun watch. Unsure if he knew either. To mm -hmm. yeah. he, he was kind of working with it throughout. Cody, what did you think? Fast X. Uh, I wasn't a massive fan. 
I think uh, for a two and a half hour long movie, it actually wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. But uh, I feel like it's the same trend. Like it was a half a movie. Um, I don't know if it was marketed specifically to be that. So that's kind of tough. And uh, my big takeaway as well is that uh, nobody dies in this universe. Uh, spoiler alert off the bat. I say we just go for it. But how was Gal Gadot back? She <laughs> fell off a plane onto a, you know, uh, you know, a pavement runway. runway. Something. Going she, pretty fast. We never saw a body. Something That's, was there. She just kind of fades into gray. Fades. It's, yeah. You don't even hear, like, she kind of gets dusted a little bit. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even touch the ground. Yeah. Basically, all of the, like, massive deaths that are supposed to be, like, super emotional. You got Letty. You got Han. You got Gal Gadot, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. like, they're all back. So, I feel like the Brazilian chick is definitely coming back in the next one, right? The mom of Dom's yeah. kid? Yeah. She has to, right? Probably. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised at all. This movie, we talked about it. It's like two and a half hours long, mm-hmm. but it really doesn't have a lot of story. It is yeah. almost primarily action set pieces. I think they're mostly rather effective. I want to talk about the one in Rome because I think that mm-hmm. was the best. The opening one, yeah, totally. Uh, well, the op- well, the opening set piece of this movie, maybe we should address, is just a replay of Fast Five. True. <laughs> so they saved <laughs> a little bit. Ten minutes of they had a little five. budget on that. They could just <laughs> reuse the footage <laughs> shot there. But the main set piece of this film mm-hmm. in Rome um, – Talk me through. I mean, we get a little Indiana Jones action. There's a bomb. What, what's going on? What do you guys think? Yeah, it's Romans leading the uh, the heist or whatever. Roman the character. Roman the character is in Rome, and there's a Roman holiday joke. They're they're uh, hijacking what they think is like a chip that can track something or whatever. Classic. Yeah, classic. <laughs> uh, and then we learn that Jason Momoa has locked them in this car with a bomb. And uh, they're going to blow up the Vatican, I think, is with them, with, with the team in it, because he's got to get revenge. Mm-hmm. Very serious stuff. Uh, this movie is very heavily focused on family. Uh, also, a lot of religious themes throughout. You know, the cross necklace has been significant. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, Jason Momoa is constantly doing the Christ the Redeemer pose and really, you know, signifying True. that Rio connection. Um, also noticed, like you said, bombing of the Vatican. Mm-hmm. They refer to Dom as Saint Dominic at one point in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, uh, there's big talk of having faith. I mean, this is a you know a very religious film as well. You can tell that yeah, Dom or Vin Diesel, I guess, is very passionate about his faith in this one, and it really comes through. These characters the project. have become almost biblical figures as well. Oh, to totally, definitely, yeah, myths for sure. Favorite stunt, Abby. What did you think? Favorite stunt of this movie? What was oh, the best one? That's a good question. Was it the you could go for the crane? He hits the crane, spins yeah. around. Yeah, one. Anytime you see Dom's um, gadgets, I he's a man. He's, yeah, he's, he's kind very of like James Bond. It's James Bond, Batman esque with like zero percent coolness. Um, <laughs> yes, so those are always fun to watch. Yeah, level of corniness there for Super sure high. coming from him. Yeah. Um, some more family that gets brought up in this one. Um, we get Elena's sister, who was played by Ratcatcher 2. Cody, yeah. I know you were really yeah. excited to see her. I do like the the actress for Ratcatcher 2. And uh, I said this before, but uh, I, I feel bad for her. Like, after coming off a performance like that, and then you just get cast in a fast movie. I feel like that sucks. Also, Brie Larson is in this movie. Who I, plays? I don't know. Oh, it's a, a, yeah, yeah, whatever. Little nobody uh, sister, basically. But, um... I don't know why she's in this. Like, I want them to be cast in, in better things. And also, they were barely in the movie. So, it is half a movie, I guess, to be fair. But um, I'm surprised Brie Larson didn't have more to do with kind of her star power. Yeah. But they advertised her pretty heavily, I thought, going into it. She's definitely, uh, I mean, will she have a bigger role in the next one? Have they? The thing is, because I, I believe the original intention of this movie, which we will talk about the struggled production, was that it was going to be a. 
in-game, you know, Lord of the Rings, let's film these back-to-back sort of thing, Avatar. They didn't do that because of all this yeah. rebels. They fired, the, well, they didn't fire. Justin Lin left due to creative differences, mostly with Vin Diesel. They brought on Louis Leterrier and then sunk $340 million into this project. And then they decided maybe we shouldn't keep filming. Let's, let's take a break. Um, but I'm curious, to, you know, Fast 11, I guess, mm-hmm. is going to be a continuation of the story. I don't really know where they go from here, though. No, I don't know. I feel like one of the biggest issues that I noticed in this one is that they have their family, but they don't cycle anybody out for the missions. And it's just like, okay, we have eight actors now who need to get like some relevant screen time. Mm -hmm. And it just feels like every, like uh, Tej and uh, I always forget the hacker girl. They're like, they're always like basically just doing the same thing at the same time. And Roman's just kind of there nebulously, just like making jokes and stuff. I don't know. I feel like maybe they could have trimmed down a little bit on the screen time to get more of the plot in. But also, there wasn't much plot either. I agree. They also like split them up, I feel like, a lot. Like mm-hmm. maybe that is like, um, you know, Vin Diesel. Obviously, he's had problems with The Rock. Maybe nobody just wants to do a scene with this guy anymore. Because <laughs> that's true. He's he really not. He was, like, he was alone for yeah. most of this movie. Other than Ratcatcher, I feel like he, and a little bit Brie Larson, but he doesn't like interact with any of the normal crew, I feel like, which is kind of weird for you know, family-oriented Fast and Furious movie. I feel like it's strange how little Letty we got. I like, wanted we, to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, it feels really strange. We have that whole um, scene that she did with, what's her name, Cypher. Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. So they have that whole scene, and then I feel like that's the only thing she really does through the whole movie. She's second build, too. And yeah, the, sorry, yeah. Second build. Um, you know, we noted in our Fast and Furious 4 conversation that, you know, they kill her off. They essentially fridge her. In this movie, mm-hmm. yeah. they stick her in an ice box in Antarctica, so maybe it's kind of a similar <laughs> yeah, thing that's true. happening. Um, but I hope we get more Michelle Rodriguez. I think she's, I mean, we talked about it, she's definitely the best fighter. She's always my favorite parts of these movies. Yeah. She's best part of Avatar, too. That's for sure. The first she's... Avatar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is really good in, in yeah, the first Avatar, yeah. For some reason, they didn't bring her back. Yeah. They, everybody dies that's in that true. movie, and they bring people back, but no uh, no Michelle Rodriguez. True. She got to shine in uh, Dungeons & Dragons, though. She was so. good in that. She was fun in that. She was fantastic. She has a type of man that she likes as well. Yeah. <laughs> No spoilers for Cody. Yeah, I see, yeah. Cody hasn't seen Dungeons and Dragons, but Paramount she, Plus she has a type. We'll say that. Another thing I wanted to mention too, um, I feel like this movie makes me uh, dislike Fast Five a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, Interesting. So obviously the opening scene is just stock footage, shot for shot, yeah. of Fast Five. So I feel like in hindsight, it's like that movie's a little bit tampered, which kind of sucks. It tainted a little bit. Yeah. They showed extra footage of Jason Momoa just like brooding by the safe where where it was. And that's the massive reveal at the end. Do you guys think that was a um, good twist? A good twist, yeah. good cliffhanger. I don't even remember what the it was. Guy, <laughs> the guy, the voice, uh, the guy who works takes over nobody's agency. The Titan turns guy. out he works for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that it was, was. It was lame. fine. <laughs> like it's. It was like because they've done like the twist of like, oh, actually, I'm working with the bad guy with um, the woman who does like Ben Shapiro. Gina Carano. Yeah, Gina Carano. Yeah, like Gina and that was. That. I thought was pretty good. Yeah. But this one just wasn't nearly as interesting. It was just like, all right. Throughout these movies, something that has always pissed me off is when they're driving in the cars and they're like yelling and talking to each other, they can somehow hear each other. This movie takes a real effort to show that they always have walkie-talkies. Except for Letty. She's just, you must just hear her constantly breathing. The motorcycle. There's some hook up (laughs) there, but I can appreciate that. Shout out to our man, Louis Leterrier. Um, let's talk about his filmography. Uh, Transporter one and two. Now you see me. I seen that one. 
What do you think of Now You See Me? <laughs> it's not very good. What is the reveal at the end of Now You See Me? The, the reveal of Now You See Me is that Mark Ruffalo, who was the cop or the detective who's chasing them down, is the like king of the magicians, actually. And they've been like doing this elaborate stunt to, to appease to him. And then he like lets him into the yeah, guild or something. Like, I don't know. So not the exact twist, but you kind know, of similar. similar yeah. <laughs> a twist that's like, okay, cool. Sure. We didn't really set this up at all, but... It's now part of the plot, yeah. sure. Also the director of Edward Norton's The Incredible Hulk. Um, another movie that went through a perilous production, a yeah. lot of struggling between the star and the, the lead actor. So he's at least worked with Used some uh, prima donnas at the very least. <laughs> um, what else about this uh, movie? Do you guys, any other thoughts on Fast X? You got any thoughts? I don't like when the bomb was rolling. It I rolled was, for a long well, time. Okay, how is it rolling for that long? <laughs> yeah. And B... It was constantly on fire. And what was burning? The bomb is made of metal. So either it's going <laughs> to explode or it's not going to burn. I don't... They said something... It was like a neutron something bomb, which, yeah, hmm. I, very strange. There was no fuel source whatsoever. And yeah. what happened... So we learn in this movie that they're being considered terrorists globally. Mm. Yes, of course. So, <laughs> and, and that's kind of just not a thing after that point in the movie they're because constantly they, going they're on and off place. on the lamb well the yeah because it's like the people that are pretty much only chasing them is like the nobody agency not really any other cops so i guess they're being followed by them but it's a little unclear throughout mm-hmm. um you would think they would have a lot more heat yeah them. right but they as as we said they always have another place to go jason statham appears in this movie statham, statham. <laughs> jason statham what what did you guys think about his uh use in this and the appearance of the uh punching bag again well yeah because the punching bag was in the end credit scene of fast nine and then like we see it again and it's like a different person that's in the bag like multiple years later and then he was just there for like two scenes and then like left he disappeared I d- yeah it's i unfair. forgot too i didn't even realize we we're missing out on him mm-hmm. but yeah i wish he was kind of in the plane at the end as well uh just join him with the entire group go but, down with the ship yeah i thought his like one scene was actually good um obviously he worked with the director in the past too so i'm surprised they didn't want to team up for a little bit more maybe they were saving that for the second but his one scene with Anna, I, I did kind of like i feel like any action uh you know stunt work was decent in this movie i would say uh that and jason momoa for me were its biggest strengths if you if you could say that in a word yeah, I think at times the CGI was a little at eh, points. The yeah. fire was always, you know, over the top. Aggressive. Mm-hmm. The, the filmmaking felt very Michael Bay in a, in a cheap sort of way, like the drone shots. There's there's times when there's drone shots of just like characters standing in places. And it's like, this is not necessary. I get it for an action set piece and you can make it look cool. But in terms of like adding story or plot or emotion, it does nothing. And I, I really hate those moments. Um what else did we want to talk about here? Let's talk about Dom's kid, Little B. We have not uh, mentioned the the I mean a pivotal character yeah. throughout this franchise. Abby, I need to hear your thoughts on Little Brian. Okay. First of all, and so Dom is constantly risking his life and talking about how important family is. Um, number one some might say yeah Yeah. right I would say that he thinks family is quite important but it always seems like he forgets that he has someone waiting at home for him um yeah and in this movie like lets him go out on the mission and it's just like okay with it I guess fusing kind of dynamic yeah Um, the whole point was like getting him to the safe house 
Then they're at the safe house, him and John Cena, and then they like unveil the car to look at it, and then it's like, okay, we're taking this out in the mission for some reason. The entire final set piece is not really set up well. Yeah, no. it's unclear why they're there or anything. Yeah. And then he shoots those people. He kills those people. <laughs> he kills and he, the people with the rockets fives. and he high fives. Yeah. <laughs> um, not a great uh, you know, father fatherly decisions mm-hmm. there you know bringing mm-hmm. him out there uh, I, I do love his chemistry which i think the moments between john Cena and the little kid oh he's so great yeah some of his strongest super well mm-hmm. yeah. yeah absolutely um i think the kid's acting was was fine he, he wasn't too bad um i'm not sure if i would believe that he's actually dominic Dredo's son nope. or no. uh elena's son nope. at all <laughs> can't really say that those ancestral um, roots make a lot of sense no. to me <laughs> um, Rita Moranos is grandma as well, so it's all a little bit confusing. more confusing. Even she's really only there for the the barbecue scene. Mm-hmm. So shout out to yeah. her for getting a little check. Yeah, I mean, maybe she'll show up there's later. There's a few one scene, you know, actors who pop up in this. Helen Mirren. I don't, I don't even know why she was there. If I'm being completely honest, she's been doing a lot of those cameos. Shazam too. She's the villain. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's true. <laughs> it's a good flick. Yeah, not great, not great at all. Um. The ending specifically, like we said, this ends in a cliffhanger. It makes us think potentially Roman Ludicrous and Ramses are dead. Do we think there's any chance of that? I mean, we can hope, but <laughs> it would I, be crazy. I guess to, not. It would be so crazy to kill them all off after like they keep bringing they keep them back bringing from the dead, back. just like unceremoniously. Like, oh yeah, they just died off screen in this. Yeah, it's like we really didn't even see the plane crash. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard to say. Um, the a final. Lot- Sorry, yeah. yeah. Along those same lines, what about John Cena? Do we think he's gone for good? I mean, that would seem pretty permanent. I think he's coming back. I mean, I feel like it wouldn't break any of the rules. His car. I mean, it was a special car. Maybe it's like. I think we're gonna end up seeing him in like three more movies. Like he's gonna show. (laughs) He's too hot right now to not. I think when they decide in you know years down the line that they're gonna bring Fast and Furious back, we're gonna see him again. Yeah, I could definitely see it. I mean, John Cena is such a hot actor, um, and I think he is pretty successful in this one. He's he's probably one of my favorite parts. It seems to indicate that a dam is about to rush and swallow, like a well, a dam is about to blow up and, yeah. and swallow up Dom and his child. How are they going to escape that situation? It's so stupid because the whole scene right before it was like these two semis that were being remote piloted to like crash into Dom, and then Dom just steers it right off the dam somehow. But also there was bombs on the dam. They didn't just like blow it up. Like Jason Momoa really is like being Joker and just like doing these trials for his Batman, which is Dom Toretto, which is also so weird. <laughs> He's got the gadgets, like yeah. Abby said. Uh, Maybe yeah. a boat. They haven't done a boat thing yet. Well, they, they jumped onto the boat in Fast 2. <laughs> oh, was yeah. That. They so did do that a while ago. Um, but that was such a lame ending. Yeah. They, they got to do boats better. Yeah. We've done something. Like a speedboat chase, jet skis. Like some Jet like that's like the motorcycle of of the sea. Of the sea. <laughs> so that's where Michelle Rodriguez gets in. The stunts were really crazy in this, but I will say, in comparison to the last one, I think they were a little bit more grounded. I mean, they went to space and like the whole thing is always yeah. elevating it. This one didn't necessarily elevate it in a ridiculous way. It just maybe went longer, like the Rome sequence being you know, mm-hmm. rather extended. Jason Momoa, you referred to as Joker. Explain that. I, I want to hear more about. Okay, that. what do you think he's the Joker? So he is so like old school joker not like heath ledger although he is kind of doing a little bit of that but like little knife licking the like jack nicholson but like even like more of the mark hamill like gender bending type of joker performance where like he is like maybe like queer coded and doing like really fun flamboyant crimes yeah like they're very 
like in your face and goofy and wacky. Like there was a scene where he was like painting his nails and also painting the nails of these corpses that he just killed and like taped up all weird. And it was, I don't know. It felt and like that was he was a little strange in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that felt out of place, but I don't know. Like imagining the Joker doing all this stuff made the movie more fun for me, which was really stupid, but we've been comic pilled. Yeah. Means. <laughs> Title rank fast x it goes kind of hard yeah i mean it, it's it's no fast in your seatbelts fast yeah. 10 your seatbelts but uh is it better than fast and furious 6 yes yes yeah, yeah that's the worst one right now mm-hmm. is it better than fast ampersand furious fast and furious the fourth movie yes okay. f9 yes mm-hmm. fast and furious presents hobbs and shaw yes yeah. fate of the furious yes Furious 7. Yeah, it's better than Furious 7. X is a cooler... Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Tokyo Drift? uh, Tokyo Drift's a pretty sick name. It's also the name of a great song, which helps it a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Teriyaki Boys always boosts up that movie more than it deserves, probably. Uh, I might... I don't know if it's... Well, here's the thing. Fast 5 sits right above Tokyo Drift. Do we think... I feel like Fast 5 should be moved down, maybe, below Tokyo I mean, alliteration. That's true. Fast, that is why we fast liked it. Five, and it's like the yeah. first one that really. I mean, I guess too fast, too furious. They've always been playing with it. Yeah, they really. That's when they kind of switched. That's true. The way they were doing the, mm. the names a little bit. Yeah, let's throw it. Maybe in between Tokyo Drift and Fast Five. Fast Five. Yeah. Okay, I'm fair with that. All right, so this is our our final iteration at this point. So we mm-hmm. can read our final rankings. Our favorite. Is the classic, the Fast and the Furious, the best title. It's it's the OG, and then of course, Too Fast and yeah. Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how all sequels should probably be. Mm-hmm. Now it's just too, you know, something too or, blank, too blank. Exactly. You know, it's, it's similar to the Electric Boogaloo format. Um, fast Five coming at three, and then of course, Fast X, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, Furious Seven, Fate of the Furious, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, F Nine, Fast and Furious, and Fast and Furious Six as the worst one finally jackson i mean you've got two years to find out but what is your prediction for what will happen in fast 11 fast x part two i don't know what they'll call it maybe what is your prediction for what they'll what, call what it will they name and it what will happen i don't even know. maybe they'll do, do like an x and then like square it Ooh, like i could see that squared. yeah i could see them doing that um and as far as like what they'll do I got it. Like, there's got to be a boat thing with the dam. Like, why else would you be near all the water with the explosion? Like, to me, that just feels natural. And then, hmm, Hobbs is coming in. Maybe Shaw, too. Maybe they both show up together. The Rock is back. 20 minutes. We just did it. <laughs> um, my hope is aliens. I think we need <gasps> Oh, wow. Franchise. Or at least a crossover at some point. When Transformers. Is, when is the multimedia universal... Other movie, maybe Renfield shows up. Jurassic Park. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, Jurassic Park is probably the one that everybody talks about. Um, But this has been a fast conversation about the entire Fast and Furious conversation. Thank you to Abby for joining us for this special. Thank you for having me. Cody for joining us again. Mm -hmm. Um, You kind of connected the dots between the Fast Five episode and this one, so that worked out. Thank you to Jackson for for going on this journey of never seeing these. Been an honor. (laughs) What did you? I mean. 
you you didn't know what to expect going in, obviously. But no. how do you feel at the end of this, having seen all the movies? Are you glad you went on this journey? I'm so tired. <laughs> and I'm so glad to have some nights where I don't have to like sit down and like make myself watch a Fast and Furious <laughs> movie. Um, I think half of them were okay. And I think the other ones were at least entertaining for the most part and like funny to watch. Like these were at least like fun, bad movies. And I love those. So I had a blast. Last thing, which one was your favorite? Oh, that's tough. I think probably Fast Five still. Probably. That is the correct choice. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. This has been a Fast Conversation. And uh, hey, maybe catch us in the next Fast Conversation about a different film franchise. Peace. Peace. Bye. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.